over to Podcast Town. That was terrible. I'm sticking with it. YouTube.com. Other platforms coming soon. The Otaku Podcast. Here we are, back again. It's me, Big El Dente. Hey, all you people. Welcome to the show. Joined today by Nobi Noodle. Hey, how's it going? And our other guest today, our third guest. Whoa, guest number three. Three is a bad number in some places. It's Ray. Trinity. Yeah. A, a, a triforce, if you will. Hmm, someone should use that somewhere. Ray Vasquez. How you doing, my friend? Very well. How are you? Oh, we're going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been uh, uh, the last episode that we taped didn't even air. And that was way back October of 2017. We are in April of 2018. It's It's been some time. Um, so you ever just kind of hop in a car and you, you you and your friends are just driving around, right? And you just, your eyes start wandering and they just kind of find themselves in someone, in the cab of someone else's car. Uh, and, and you just write a canon for their lives. I'm sure everybody does it. You know, I wonder what these people's stories are. But enter, enter Cracker, Cracker Smacks and his sister, Cream Smacks. Uh, he's 12, she's 7. He's wearing his hat backwards, right? But he's driving a car and his sister's just kind of, She's there, like she's done this before, and it's weird. Normal people would just be like, "What the fuck is what? Mm-hmm. What?" But these two, no, they're they're on an adventure cross country. They stole this car to find a new drug dealer uh, for mom and her addiction. They're just gonna go. Mom's like, ha! and and Cracker's like, "Mom, it's gotta stop." And Cream's like, "We gotta do something." Here they are. There they go, driving cross country in their uh, in their Chevy. Was it a Chevy? It was a Chevy. Was it a Chevy Impala? Probably. No, it wasn't that nice. It was Chevy. Let's say it was a Chevy. It was a shit kicker. A shit kicker. Okay, Chevy shit, shit kicker. Shit kicker. That's, that is a good... Crack kids and their crack mom on a cross-country adventure. No, no. See, mom wasn't there because in my head, mom is far too large to fit in any car. Well, maybe not any car, but like not that Chevy. She, she's no way she's What if it's deeper Chevy. than that and she's there in spirit? That's a heavy spirit. <laughs> I'm so triggered. Also rhymes with heavy. Oh my god! Oh boy. Um, Chevy rhymes with heavy. Oh my god! It does. Yeah. And that's why you're here. I, I'm, Whoa. I'm, okay. Uh, while we're at it, no, hold on. I wanna, I wanna discuss. Okay. I wanna discuss the weather. No one talks about the weather on a podcast. It's stupid. Like people don't even talk about the weather in person. Like you say, how the how's the weather over there? And they're like, oh god, this guy. And then you know you you're standing next to a tall dude, and you're like, how's the weather up there? And he's like, I'm gonna fucking womp you. Uh, but we're in New England. Like, okay, yes, it also has been weird in other places. But I just want to remind people when I said that it's April, and what what's what's the date? Today's four twenty one, right? Yeah, yesterday was uh four twenty. Four twenty, blaze it. Yeah, the meme. The meme day and it was snowing it was it was it snowed we got snow i woke up in a rage as the the blinding white pillowy substance fell from the sky Ooh, yeah white pillowy death white pillowy death and it wasn't crack so you know cracker and cream are just sitting there like how is this gonna help mom it's it's not it's not gonna it's help, not gonna mom. help it, mom you it, can't help mom mom's dead it didn't help anybody <laughs> all right and i I, I, remind, I was reminded, I think it was in Ohio or Iowa somewhere, 
the day before they hit a high of a hundred something. It was like 120. It was scorcher. And then Yike. nighttime befell them. And uh, lo and just lo and behold, it's 20 degrees. I'm like, fucking pick one. Meanwhile, we're over here. We're still, you know, up Jack Frost's asshole. And we're never going to see anything warmer than 60 degrees, probably for the rest of the year. Yep. And I want to say it's because Trump uh, visited our friends in Syria. I don't know. Who, who knows? What, what do you <laughs> think? How, okay. Yeah. How's that weather Woo! handling you over there, my friend? Uh, weather is uh, uh, doing all right. I mean, it was raining the other day, so... You know, that was a real bummer because I take the bus to go to work. So, you know, I got drenched on the way and then on the way back. But, I mean, for the most part, it's been cooperating. I mean, I think at the beginning of the month, there was like a little bit of snow. But, I mean, nothing, nothing too major. So You, you act like snow this late into the year is not major. Are you all right? Have you seen this before? Tell me your story. <laughs> Long, long ago, in a world where steroids were legal. And then the Fire Nation attacked. I know this one. Uh, <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> no. And Cracker and Cream became <laughs> household icons. Oh, <laughs> serious? I so, don't want to live in that world. So, Ray, we've that's our, streets. That's our pitch. Streets. That's for our, our pitch for you. You have to help us make Cracker and Cream. National treasures, cracker and cream snacks. Oh my god! Okay, so so, uh, dear listeners, Ray Vasquez is an author, and he's writing a sweet book. But after this sweet book takes off, yeah, he could write a novel, a, a visual, like like he could write a light novel. He could do a graphic novel. He could team up with an artist, Dapper Comics. So they they could use some work. They could make cracker and cream a big effing deal mm. so cracker i'm seeing is uh that that really nice cursive font it's cracker and cream but it has like the little asterisk on it so it's like creme so a c-r-e-m-e <laughs> yeah so it's creme creme de la creme de la edgar creme de la creme de la cracker <laughs> why, why such fancy font I don't know because then you open the book you're like wow this looks like a great read for a kid you open it up you're like where did I go this oh is about God. cocaine and he's talking about the white powder and like they don't ever specify it's like Leica like you think it's going to be a nice kid book where the dog goes to space and then the dog dies at the end that's how this no, is going to go dog that's dies the cracker the book he dies at the beginning dude alright that that dog there's that that's what kind of book this is. The dog dies at the very start. Like Cracker's twelve, and he knows how to hotwire a car. And Cream's just like y you. You look away from Cream for a second, and she's got a cigarette in her mouth, and she's just like, "Yeah, whatever." Woo. Like that's that's how I picture this. Okay. Like like maybe even give Cream like a really big gold chain. Like she's she's sass. She's she's seven, but she's been around the block. Yeah, she's got a <laughs> snaggle tooth. Oh, yeah, she, 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 she'll bite you, man. Like She's been to the Super 8. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. So this, this whole idea, you know, I'm kind of gathering, you know, and I've been playing some retro games as of late. Mm. You know, I'm kind of throwing this, you know, from my asshole, but I'm, I'm like imagining this like um, kind of like a light world, dark world kind of deal. A link to the past like, type deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. A link to the crack. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, no. Well, well, the thing is, like, they're in the world. They're already, but but the thing is, it starts off in the dark world. See, then they're like going through the light world where they're all innocent and their mom is alive and their dog is actually the reincarnation of the devil. And then Whoa. you have all these different, like, different characters that they interact with, but you know, they exist in one form in one world but then they're different in another world and um i mean that's kind of what i'm imagining and i'm we, i'm a little bit more high end on this the, one, uh, the, this is far deeper than i ever expected this would go especially for like a 2 minute encounter on a highway yeah. and i love it and then cream looks in the mirror and she's just like i can be something better than this and then the other cream looks back and she goes i hate myself <laughs> the other cream looks back and goes no you won't no you won't no, no, no even no you can't it's no you won't yep and, it's like cream yeah, the good cream is like you stay there. Yeah, you stay I don't, there I don't and want you that. Die. <laughs> I see you how you stay, live. You stay there and you die. And, 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 right? and, and like Mirror Cracker is in love with the other Cracker. He's like, I need, I need Cracker so bad. And his mom's <laughs> like, stop, stop looking in the mirror. His, stop his, it. His mom, their mom, has been a dick on purpose because she doesn't want them to go to the mirror world because she fears the repercussions. Or maybe, she, oh wait, or no. maybe the mother is a hermaphrodite. Whoa! All right, now we're just getting. I'm, I'm gonna read this book. Now we're just getting. We're going in. This, we're going this, in. this turned in from like. Deep, this turned man. into like. <laughs> this went in like one. You're reading a light novel, and then there's like it's a six part series, and no, then this needs to be a book, visual novel. Book three, you realize the moms are hermaphrodite, and you go where? I'm too deep. I want to download. I'm too deep, and I can't. This stop. VN on my PS4. Next, next to Can you imagine boyfriend. the audiobook though for this? Oh. And then the the the, I, the light uh, world cracker would be like, he's my graham cracker. What does that even mean? Because he's a good boy. Because he's a good boy. And he makes terrible puns. Well, what if he was an animal cracker? Oh, that's what he is in the sheets. Oh. oh. He's an now we're cracker. going places. Oh, man. I call I, him Cracker Jack. Because he jacks my crack. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you you know, uh, as soon as you said you've been playing some retro games, I was going to say, this is the man whose avatar is Psychic Force on the PS1. And like, yes, you, yes. you uh, that's that's some good people right there. You don't find oh. you don't find better people than that often. So you oh. keep them. All right. Yeah. All right. Good. Uh, but before we get uh, any further balls deep into Cracker and Cream, that they're 12 and 7, I shouldn't say. Uh, before we go any further with their story, we should talk about another story, and that's the one by our by our guest here, Mr. Mr. Vasquez. I need you to inform the listeners about your wonderful book. Please tell us. All right. We got the whole spiel at, at another anime convention in October. And uh, just another reminder: it's been a long time, and uh, yes, it has. So we 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 need to and, um, we need to air this out. The the thing is though about um, AAC though for this year, unfortunately, I won't be able to go. Yeah, because, we'll uh, we'll get into that too. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy. It's, Good it's, it's, a, it's not it's not a happy story, and like I'm staff on at that con, and I don't like it, and I'm really sad. So okay, I, yeah, I want to I right. want right. to definitely so talk gonna, about that. All right, so I'll just get into my thing. Okay, so back in 2013, I self-published my novel called Ceratopolis. 
It revolves around four preteen boys that they die due to different circumstances and they end up in purgatory. When they, when they awaken or when they're there, mm-hmm. they gradually lose their humanity. They gain uh, different outlandish and cryptic abilities. Like one boy, for example, can slow down time and summon an army of broadsword building warriors. And another boy can unleash a black hole, magnetic black hole type energy field. And together they duke it, duke it out against illusions. So there's this ivory tower, which houses millions of men and women who are strapped to these thrones and machines that basically feed into their brains and their hearts and they end up creating illusions and this is what the kids end up fighting okay you said you said i'm sorry i'm interrupting you a throne sounds like a comfortable thing you'd want to be strapped into but then you're you're just like they jack their brains and i'm like oh like that's that's the porcelain throne you don't you don't want to sit on that mm. you don't want to sit on that throne Mm. for very long get get me out of here yeah sad go continue and a whole bunch of anal foreplay, but uh, anyway, anyway, <laughs> right in. So, <laughs> what a book! Uh, the hammer or the nail, anyway. Um, where? Oh yeah. So basically, it's a satire. Which the, <laughs> I'm sorry, the hammer or the nail. <laughs> oh She's my god, a gypsy. dude. That's good. The gypsy queen. Oh, that, it's just the way you delivered that line with like like you didn't even care man there there was no malice aforethought you just threw it out there and went on your merry way no. <laughs> and like i slowly i so uh, the smile on nobi's face just kind of <laughs> like he's choking on it i can tell <laughs> anyway choke right. choke anyway. on the nail hard um <laughs> so it it's a satire which the basically these kids are going through like having to survive and basically fighting for these four Kings and this, this one queen who basically, you know, they rule this entire, you know, the, the world, uh, the place called iron henge. It's like a, you know, continent. So these kids, um, basically they utilize their abilities in order to survive. So every time they attack an illusion with their abilities, they gain this multicolored, you know, amoeba substance called, you know, nutrients. So that's what they need. And if they don't get their nutrients, they basically, you know, they turn monochrome and they kind of weaken to the point where they can't even, they're basically paralyzed. So Hmm. it's really one of those like lose, lose situations that focuses on the ills of ideals like perfection and beauty, but more to the point, like how authority figures Basically, they don't know what the hell they're doing, and they're mm. purposely causing harm to not only the boys but also the entire world around them. So, authority figures not knowing what they're doing, and you wrote this in 2013, and now Trump is president. So, I feel like this is gonna it's gonna ring a couple bells. Actually, I I started writing this back in 2003, but oh, you know, oh, wow. it, damn. Yeah, but I was able to self-publish it in 2013, but still, it's um, the point does still stand. But yeah, no, seriously. More to the point, though, I mean, I and and myself, like, 
you know, the inspiration behind it is that I have been, I have dealt with things like bullying and a lot of dealing with oppressors my and tyrants my entire life. Mm, and you'd be hard I'm pressed forced- to find people who haven't. So totally get that. Yeah. And like, you know, like I'm taught by my family to basically just ignore it or don't let anything bother you. But it's like it does bother me. And then it's like tyrants and oppressors are treated like gods and idols. And oh. it's like if we fight and, and and the very moment that the oppressed like fight back and the oppressed, they're treated like shit. They're basically like, you know, it's like you take a boot and you just, you rub it underneath and and you get all that blood and friction and ash and all that kind of stuff. So you're describing Twitter. Sure, we'll go, sure, we'll go with that and many other things. But, um, but it's like that, that kind of antagonism is, it's frustrating because the very moment you fight against any of these tyrants, you're basically, you're damned to hell. Basically, you're just damned to an eternity of suffering. You know, you're damned because you got picked on in the first place, and then you're double damned because you fought back. And it's like... So you're, use, you're using all this as like a catalyst to jumpstart the feelings you want the reader to portray when they read this book. Oh, exactly. Nice. And, and the, mood, the mood and the atmosphere and everything like that. And to know that... This is what a lot of people go through. Uh, some of the this best is what a lot of people year. endure. And sorry, uh, some of the best inspirations for things like that just come from deep within the person who's trying to share. It's, it's good. Yeah, you you cultivate that feeling over time. You're just like, I've I've yeah. it's it's you've sharpened it to like a blade. You know exactly how to just make the person feel when they read it, and you're just like, damn. Yeah. Now I'm mad. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> God, now I'm well, thinking. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the thing. But instead of like, you know, like old school stories where it's all like wordy and it's all about talking heads or whatever, Mm -hmm. I frame it more like an action story to make it more appealing and more interesting to the reader. Whereas I have like levels of, you know, language and violence, even a little sexual content to just... But but in in the context of really describing how the, the... the ills of the ideals and how they basically make the, the people look like shit and, yeah. you know, things like that. So Excellent. there's, there's a, there's a lot of things going on there. And, um, I'm actually, uh, working with a friend of mine. I'm actually, uh, we're in the process of trying to get a graphic novel adaption. Nice. But, uh, I mean, it's in, it's very, very early stages of, uh, my friend, he has another friend who's an illustrator, mm-hmm. but he's like going through school, art school right now. So, so um, I don't know like the extent of where that's going, but I just finished um, the my first page of like a rough outline of kind of what I, what I imagine it to be. And um, I've never done anything like that before. And I've like reached out to a lot of people over the years and it's just, it's just been really tough and and yeah like you you have to have connections and mm-hmm. a lot of times people when they see something that's truly really good 
like really trailblazing, they just ignore it. And they, they just go to the next generic cliche ridden piece of shit. And uh-huh. they just coddle, they coddle that up. Like it's their, like it's their own love child oh, or yeah. something. No, we we're, we're going to get into that today too. So it's funny. You mentioned that excellent mm, segues, but it, it's just the process I imagine is a headache, but you have taken the first steps, which is good. Uh, yeah. Nobody seems to think that it's frustrating enough that he's going to, he grabbed something off of his desk and he just started shoving it down his mouth in frustration. <laughs> I, I can think of no better way to sum up those feelings than with that food image. Rage. I food wish rage. I took a photo. Like that was, food that was rage. food rage. Like you're so mad. You're just like, I just want this book to get out there. God damn it. I want people to see what I see. And I'm so angry. I'm going to eat the sandwich or something. I don't know. Eat whatever you want. Or you don't like, get your sandwich from Chick-fil-A and it gets sad. Oh my god, yeah, dude. Yeah, no, we're not talking about that, that today was, either. That was, yeah, we, we, sh- we can... We, well. I'm gonna eat this cheeseburger and get rabies, damn it. I'm going to take this potato chip and eat it. <laughs> that make you feel comfortable? That make you feel, uh... Uh, I'm scared like ah, <laughs> <Sweet. laughs> I'll get you Spider-Man <laughs> stupid uh, hey yeah. there we go this there's ties into the thing I wanted to discuss look at you guys it's like you read notes or something yeah it's like we prepared for this and and totally like gave a shit or something there were notes <laughs> See, it's funny because I show them to you guys and then I'm sitting here drawing a blank the whole time. I'm just like, eh, I don't know how I'm going to get this to work. I'm just going to throw it at a wall, see what happens. It's great. It's good. You guys, you guys are on the ball. You keep me in the court. Like, It's good. Yeah. Foul. Offside. Hot dog. Penalty. A whistle. Oh. Home run. Home, what? Touchdown. Sack. Goal! Rigby. All right, Winchester, I get it. Holy <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Before we jump ship, uh, I want you to tell people where they can read this. Is this out there somewhere, or is there a place they can look if they're curious? How can they contact you? Normally, I like to save the plugging for the end of the episode, but uh, maybe we can do it again later. But for now, since we're on it, go ahead. You got this. Up. Um, you got this. I well, mainly it's on uh, Amazon. Uh, if you look up Zeratopolis uh, Amazon in the search engine, you'll be able to find a link to there. I used to have a link to Create Space, and the last couple times I've checked, it doesn't seem to be up there for some reason. I don't mm-hmm. know what the deal is, but I even have it on my Dropbox. I have the PDF up there. I usually just tell people about it because I. I mean, I used to do a lot of aggressive promoting for this, yeah. you know, back when I self-published and everything. And it, I ended up with like a total of maybe like six, around $60, $70 worth of sales. And some of okay. that was me like buying books for people and having to sign them, even though that they don't read them, which, which is garbage. So. Yeah. You, what? Yeah. How? Well, I ended up getting like I I had to buy my own copy of the damn thing for my old man who, you know, is in advanced stages of retardation and dementia or whatever. So I was going to give your dad a hard time. I was like, Dad, what the heck? 
people. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's I, I, you know what? Yeah, go ahead. I don't really care. No, we're not going to do that. It's dumb. We're not. Man, anyway. we're, we're here to praise the book, not. Yeah, we're here to yeah. shit on Cracker and Cream, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, then, well, then take it out on Cracker and Cream. Yeah. I don't care. Oh, wait. I mean, what if? What if? All right, just hear me out. What if the the very first panel of Cracker and Cream they're reading your book? Or like even vice versa. Hollywood level. Like take like, it like off it off the, the table. What Zertopia cinematic universe? Mm. I thought you said I, Zo- I, I thought I you said Zootopia, like and I was state. like, what the fuck? Have, like a, have you mentally checked out? No, I, I all I heard was Zootopia. I can't hear you properly in my ear. You're looking at me. <laughs> I looked at you, but my, your word, your mouth said Zootopia, and then I was just like, that's not. Correct. So what if his characters and Cracker and Cream and We're in the Zootopia? Same exact universe. Yeah, all of those. No, like, not in uh, Zootopia. Disney just—they're—they're they're just like, yeah, we don't want Zootopia anymore. And Ray Vasquez here—he buys the license, and he just—why are you sticking your tongue out? <laughs> what? Listen, it's been a long day. I know my ideas are garbage, but throw me a bone here. <laughs> See, Ray, this is gonna be my job. I'm gonna be a producer, and people are gonna come into my office. They're gonna sit down and be like, "I have this pitch for you." And the second I'm like checked out, I'm just gonna stick my tongue out at them, and I'm just gonna hold it there. And they're like, "Why are you sticking your tongue out at me?" I'm like, "I don't know." You're just gonna roll your tongue. And you're just gonna have the the turtle plush. And you're just gonna be like, "You're done, <laughs> turtle." <laughs> God. That's it. I'm just gonna I'm gonna clock out. But but you're like you're like listening to the pitch and you're licking a toad's backside at the same time. <laughs> like, where'd you get the frog? Where'd you get? I just have it. In my it house. He he will he will know if this is. It's my spirit animal. His, <laughs> his, his name is Cream Ucog Ucog and Lucius. What? Lucius. Lucius. You call Lucius? Shit, we got a new character for Cracker and Cream. Lucia. That's the dog's name. That's when that's when Cream first tried her uh, her weed, her first weed. She, she saw Lucius she lit a weed. She lit a weed. She lit a weed. Lucia Damn, a weed. she's a world traveler. Yeah. Yep. And that's what gave her her ability to be a samurai and to fulfill her code of the Bushido. What? Whoa. All right. Is this, is this Damn Cream alternate? So so Cream's like enforcing the rules on the streets like so everybody looks at cracker he they think he's the like the the brains of the duo but for some reason cream reminds me of a uh, pearl from splatoon 2 now mm. it's freaking me out mm. i don't like i don't i don't like it stay away from the child don't don't let it in your home hide the valuables hide your wife just you know, Cracker comes around. She's not too far behind. She's probably like finding a way to jimmy the lock on your door right now. Cream reminds me of the one, the the little one from Blendess, the little sister one. That's who Cream. The Smile me. Sweet Sadistic Show. Yeah. Who's the little? Oh, the oh, one who's the blonde w- one. Wick, no, not the blonde one. Oh, wait, the blonde one's a dude, right? Yeah. Smile Sweet Sadistic. Uh, the one who's the one who's supposed to be the little sister one is actually a huge dick. And that's what I'm thinking. Cream I, is I like. thought th- I thought that's why she was the main character, isn't? Now we're just jumping. No, like, that's not th- not the right I one. I don't I don't watch the she's show. She's the one I, who's like I'm actually fine, but my face is fucked up, and then she's <laughs> sadistic. I need to. That's look the into show. This a little more. Ray, uh-huh. I'm, I'm not I'm not fucking with you. That's the show. Her face is just a little fucked up, and that's why they call her the sadistic one. Uh, actually, I got another idea. So, like, <laughs> like, like screw this. <laughs> cream 
you know, with all the, you know, all the Bushido stuff and everything. And she's basically the real one behind everything. Cause Cracker is really, he is like a zombie, but he has like the soul of, he ends up having the soul of Lucius and cream is basically the one that carries him around and carries him from the worlds. And in order for cream to really know peace, she would have to go against her entire family. My eyes in the world. My eyes are wide. We've taken this two, like not even two minutes. It's one minute interaction on the road and crafted this, I don't even know. What is this? This is great. All I hear is Japanese flutes and just Cream just walks out with her samurai sword. She's just like... No, I don't want Cream to be Moroni Kenshin. I want Cream... Yeah, but Cream is now Moroni Kenshin. No, no, Cream. Cream's not going to be Roroni Kenshin. She's going to be your own character. Yeah, I want. I want Cream to be. But it, it's, I just pictured it, but like the thing. It's like thing is, it's, no, it's like Grave of the Fireflies in Dorchester. All right, that's 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 what I'm oh. thinking. <laughs> okay, the, 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 like it's it's just these two have seen so much, and yeah, I agree. I think Cracker should just be like he he should just be like the the weight. Like he he does all the heavy lifting, but he doesn't really have the mental capacity to handle like the stressful situation. She just kind of does as he's told. And cream is just like, she's the one who hot wired the car. Cracker is just the one who drives it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so it's like, yeah. so it's like in comparison. So cream is Huey and well, <laughs> cracker what? is what was what the boondocks? What was the little, the oh, little guy's name? I thought you were going to go with like Huey, Dewey, Dewey and Louie. Yeah, like, and then there's the actually fuck? a third duck brother. <laughs> it's the dog. The, the, du- the dog's name is Duck. This <laughs> 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 family's just duck. fucked. No one can save it. They're going to dog named Duck. Everyone's going to be like, I'll be like. And then there's like a tribe of dogs and they're and they're all named after birds. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, like I, I don't want Cream to be too much of the the chick from The Walking Dead who just has a samurai sword. But yeah, give her a samurai sword because I don't fucking care. That'd be awesome. Like, she stole it from her like, her, she, her her Japanese half Japanese father, who then she took it out of the pantry kitchen, and now she opened it up and she involved his spirit. And she's just like way. I watched Dad swing it around once, and I also watched. Uh, Give me, give me, give me a sword anime. Sword Art Online. I watched, so- yeah, that's perfect. She's seven. <laughs> She's seven years old. She's like, I watched Sword Art Online I and I watched my dad. I, I go on. I watched Diet.hack sign. Diet.hack <laughs> sign is for classy people. She's seven. Yeah. She doesn't know better. Uh, so it's okay. Oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> she yeah. doesn't know. No, See, Cra- Cracker is a man of taste. He likes uh, porn. Yeah, it was. Just, he likes he likes Bible Black. Yeah, right, he's a man uh, of taste. He likes Bible Black. He likes. Um, he's he twelve, likes. but he he's he's he. He's, someone left it out, and he's he had, just kind of. He, no, he's had access to the internet for a long time <laughs> since since his, his mother mom, cannot yeah. get down the stairs. Yeah, his mom he has, he has had access to the internet, and boy howdy has he found shit. He, he, he like he he takes all of his meaningful dialogue from posts off 4chan. And like, if, if the devoted readers could go back and find the posts on different boards on 4chan, if they if they look hard enough, right? 
Like, he doesn't talk a whole lot, but when he does, it's just a stupid fucking troll post. Like, maybe even uh, if we found some good uh, boards on Reddit, like, one of those two Yeah, sites. I was going to say, I think he's more of, like, he, he has his own subreddit. Uh, yeah, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what would it be called? I don't know. <laughs> smack. <laughs> okay, hang Our on a smack. second. Smack. You're getting into player one territory, all right? Oh, God. Oh, okay, no. I haven't seen that. It was uh, good. It wasn't bad. Uh, we were gonna. I want to talk about that now. Let's okay. Let's give Cracker and Cream a break. You know we've been running them raw. You can be anything in the oasis. Running them ragged, <laughs> including like Cracker and Cream. Even Cracker and Cream. <laughs> running them ragged like rag dolls. Oh my god. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> Dolling them up like Valley of the Dolls. Oh, All right. Oh god. That was good. I'm done. I got that reference. I understand. I'm done. Good. I'm proud of you, Ray. But inspir- inspirations, inspirations, and then Ready Player One, and this, all this shit about Marvel. I wanted to talk about, we're in 2018 now, and you'd be hard-pressed to find things that are creative in media. Like, it, it's we're all so obsessed with flashiness and graphics and things that make you go, Ooh, look at the pretty colors. It's just, you have a hard time finding something creative anymore that makes you want to obsess over it. Everybody's over obsessing about the same old shit and it's making the industry stale. Creativity is taking a nosedive. I don't like it. All right. Uh, I know ready player one's been a book. It, it was a book first. Fine. No, nope. but when, nope. it, when I saw the trailers and I was like, looky, looky, it's Chun-Li and tracer and they're fighting with master yep. chief against yep. uh, heartless yep. from kingdom hearts. Cause that's all they look like the nobodies or whatever. They're just some faceless <laughs> organization. I don't give a damn about. And then they're just like, here comes the iron giant. And I'm like, Whoa, iron giant. I haven't seen that movie in years. And he starts blowing people up. Like, <laughs> Do you understand then the movie, the iron giant, he was, he was against violence. He's like, he, he didn't want the guns. He couldn't be used for, you know, malice. He's just like, he's Superman. He flew into the sun and he blew up. Because, like, did they and watch hey, look, this? Barack Obama. Yeah. The 44th president of the United States of America. Yes. Okay. Barack Obama <laughs> liked the Iron Giant, okay? Because of the message it was trying to give. Don't, don't do <laughs> it. It's what <laughs> Superman. Yeah, Superman. Go right in the fucking sun. Yeah, seriously. Like, did okay, they watch so, the source material? Okay. okay. You're going to have to explain it to okay, me. Okay, so, Ray, I, uh, Ray, have you seen the movie? The Ready Player One? Yes. I've, I have I know of the summary, and I've read a little bit of the book. But, okay. uh, which I know nothing. So, so the, the Iron Giant thing is a fucking throwaway, because literally, like, it's not actually the Iron Giant. It's a mod. Literally, they just have it's like a skin. So, so it's like game, a VR chat it, mod. Yeah. So literally, like in the like they took the concept of the Oasis, and literally you can just have multiple like skins or different vehicles and shit. Like you can like fucking pull them out of your fucking pocket. Right. And Iron Giant was something that such somebody made. It's a skin. All right. He's that's... fucking wearing. He's like, I'm gonna make him shoot bullets. All right. So there's also an 11 year old, but I can't tell you who it is. But it's fucking awesome when you see it. The little bastard who decided he was going to make the Iron Giant shoot bullets should also get shot. But I also heard there's a Gundam in there, right? Yeah. So why didn't he just use something cooler than a Gundam? Like, why? Megas XLR is way cooler than the Iron Giant. All right. Why didn't they use Megas XLR? No, because he, why, he why, was commissioned to make the Iron Giant. He used it in the final battle. He was <sighs> making it for money. Essentially, but they but. could have like gold light on from the Tatsunoko show fucking PTX or whatever it was from Lost Planet fucking Gurren Lagann 
some some other big robot. Super you robot. Think they want to buy the rights? Yes. Battle cl- Battle Clash. Battle Clash. Zoids. Zoids. Holy. <laughs> the White Liger, man. How cool would that have been? Like, like if no, they had just when you have thought when you about have it. the kid jump out of where he is. I can't spoil the movie because you should see it because it wasn't that bad. Mm. Fucking, he just jumps out and goes, "I choose the uh, the form Voltron in fucking Japanese and just fucking transforms the whole fucking thing." I was like, "What the fuck?" Uh, Voltron's cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Voltron kills people. Iron Giant doesn't kill people. I'm Iron so Giant mad. was Superman. He knows Superman. He, he had a Superman himself. moment at the end too. It was awesome. He kills himself, but I, I guess that's a poor like. Ready Player One might be creative to some people. It, it's when I saw it, I'm just like, it reminds me of Kingdom Hearts meets uh that what was that movie called? Gamer or something. <laughs> that stupid movie with, with Gerard Butler. Yeah, and uh, um, the eight crazy nights douche Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah. and and like mm. they fought Pac Man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we thinking of the same movies here, Ray? I, I'm just. Uh, no, no, that those are different movies. Okay, well, how about that one into the one you're thinking of can also come. It's just a mashup of those three movies, and I and also Avatar. Ready Player One came out at a really bad time when VR check came out because now everyone has made that same goddamn joke where you put on the headset and you go into territory and it was just at that. I didn't want to say it because I've seen it all up and down because Twitter. That's just what it is. Like, that's what people like. Literally, the book came out at a good time. It had a bunch of 80s references in it. Because it was just like yeah. that part the of the 90s the that was good. Before and things were done to they death. They just took it and they made it a movie at a time where literally we have a headset put on our heads, can go into a virtual world and do anything we want, just like the book said. And then uh, you don't give people unlimited power for free. <laughs> <laughs> it has consequences. It has a like, lot of consequences. It, it even leaked into that stupid, uh, that Sonic Mania cartoon. Sonic Mania Adventures is like Sonic takes a, pie, a palm palette from Eggman and he turns it on in the cartoon. It shows him Eggman's master plan that episode and Sonic gets pissed. But then people go and they edited that where Sonic opens up the palm pilot and it shows him the scene from that trailer, Ready Player One, where it shows the kid putting on the headset and there's Ugandan Knuckles. <laughs> so it cuts back to the dude taking off the headset. It cuts back to Sonic getting pissed. Yeah. And I'm like, can we stop sticking our foot in our mouths <laughs> for a single day? Please. <laughs> He's but, dead. You know, stop. Okay. So, like, you mentioned that it would be creative to certain people. I mean, in, in the way that fan fiction would be creative and legitimate. So. Well, like, what kind of fan fiction are we talking about? Well thought out stuff or, like, the shit you'd see on, like, DeviantArt? Oh, no, nobody knows that. Uh, DeviantArt. Okay, I mean, so, I'm, I'm not really so a big good fan Sonic of, like, fan fiction. Because, Do those exist? Know, yeah. Oh, wait, yes, of course they exist because they put one in the new comic book. Yep. The Honey Badger. I don't even remember um, her name. I'm so mad. Like, you know, I'm so angry right now. I have a headache. I'm sorry, Rick. Please continue. Yeah, but, you know, it's like people have an opportunity. Like, the, the way I look at it, creators have an opportunity to really push the envelope and really set the stage for, you know, moving forward the same way that you have writers like, you know, F. Scott Fitzgerald or Franz Kafka mm-hmm. or, you know, Thomas Pynchon or going even back further to, you know, the Iliad and the Odyssey and, and things like that and Canterbury Tales, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, so, 
a lot of high school, a lot of these generations, like they have, you know, they have advances in the way that, you know, written media is really reflected upon the times, but it's also the, the distinctions and the, you know, it's like with JD Salinger, he'll like uh, italicize, you know, parts of words or use adverbs in a certain way, you know, and, and that's, those are all distinctions that certain people make, right. but see, I don't see a lot of that right. today. I was, was going to say those people all were doing that at a time where it hadn't been done to death. And now people are afraid to challenge norms anymore because they're afraid to step on each other's feet or offend somebody or have something blow up on social media. They didn't care about that back then. They were pioneers. We should look up yeah. to them. We don't. Because we're always worried about who's going to get triggered. Like, I and, the, and, and like I get it. It's it's a real like it's a real problem now. Like I'm not saying it's a bad thing because people are upset about different things now. It's just what it takes is the it's like it, you cough in a room and someone's going to get mad. It's it's that easy to do it now. So it it's just it's brought people to a point where they're afraid to. Like translate that into any sort, any any other type of media, because they're afraid of, you know, people fighting back or people striking out or lashing out or boycotting. Like when it comes to the bigger businesses, they're all like, "We can't afford a boycott right now. It's all about the money. We got to play it safe. People need to buy this." Herp derp derp. So and, like, and, it's and, it's like and, neutering and, things. Like it's it's right, good. Right. And, but and at what cost? It's, it's it's good, and, but it's bad. At what? Like, who's? What are you really helping? Yeah, and 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 Alviento, just to add a little bit more, like it's, you know, like they have an opportunity to do this, but they just spend all of their time, you know, making, you know, you're basically giving free press, unnecessary free press to movies that are 40, 50 years old, and mm-hmm. and doing all of this stuff. It's not you're not really making any kind of advances. And to me, it's, I really, it, it, it's hard for, you know, I'm, I, I do my own thing, but it's hard for somebody like me to get into what a lot of media is doing nowadays. And, and they're just, they're, they're, they're shitting all over themselves. Right. And, and, and a lot of that is also a reflection of the ideals of the society they live in. Yeah. You know, living, you know, and, adhering and, and, to tradition and to what their masters say, but, you know, do as I say, not as I do in a vintage sense versus, yeah. hey, you know, maybe, uh, you know, they can do whatever they want. Well, why can't I, you know, and and that and it's just like you were saying about that fear and everything. And. Yeah, yeah, it's and, uh, and that's like I, I want to point fingers at Marvel when it comes to a lot of this, because they're they're starting to look like the Call of Duties of the movies, like the silver screen. Yes. It's flashy to look at. And I'm sorry. I know you love Spidey and I know you love Stark. I'm so upset, but am I wrong though? They have pulled some shit, but, and and everybody is all up in arms about how wonderful black Panther was. And I know Ray that you think it's really Titanic. It's so good. Titanic. Not just because it was a good movie, but it was not afraid to go and touch. Like it didn't like poke the bear. But it stood near the bear. It, it 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 went and addressed some things that you don't really see getting addressed in any sort of social media, unless it's really bad. The Starbucks thing that happened recently with those two colored fellows 
who were just waiting for a friend. Mm-hmm. See, and like, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say, I don't want to say, you know, those black guys because I don't want to piss anyone off. It, it, it even yeah. trickles down to just two random doofuses doing a podcast. Like, you don't want to offend anybody. But Black right. Panther comes I mean, out and it's just like, here's a, a, a look. Here's just like, take a peek outside this window. This is how things are in some places and we're not afraid to show it. And, and everyone's like, damn. And everyone's blowing up about it on Twitter. Like, it's great. And yeah, it was also a really good movie. It, it, it did a lot of Marvel tropey stuff. But yeah. it's, I don't know. It was refreshing to see. And, you know, I saw it three times with different sets of people and my opinion on it didn't change. It was just like, yeah, it's, it's a step. It's not a big step, you know, maybe one half step up your stoop going back into your house, but it's a step. It was so weird though, because it came out, it came out right after Ragnarok, which everyone was just like, it's a Thor movie, whatever. Right. So I want you to imagine like they're coming off this, like this crazy, this crazy cannon going, laugh, going, joking, running, dumb nut. No, no, it just, you're just running straight for fucking Infinity War. Everyone's just like, it's it. This is going to come in. Spider-Man was fucking 10 out of 10 or was loving it. It was just like, yeah, it's campy. It's all this fun stuff. High school drama, whatever. Great. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy movie. Uh, and then you run in and then Thor Ragnarok comes out and you're like, what the fuck was that? It's a different director. And they throw on the Marvel tropes and they're just like, let's, let's just like straight up throw this at a like left field wall yeah. and just be like how stupid can we be how stupid can we, we make thor and his friends and just like go for it well, i'm like what okay fast talking joke guy and yeah, yeah just everything just just i was like okay and, and like, then we yeah, go see black yeah. panther and you're like that was awesome it was it was a that was sharp refreshing. turn after sharp turn and i was just like you just whip you i thought it was gonna crash off like the road after this right you took but you saved it we didn't hit the exit yet and you took the exit no no I don't he, know how you did it he crashed they crashed off the road but they had a button in that car that just opened up the parachute like the parasail and there were some rockets in the back and it just went it's like look at me i'm a ship now <laughs> I'm, I'm a plane yeah. i'm gonna take you there and it did and it's it's nice. It was yeah. it like y- y- I want you to tell me now why you thought it was overrated. Okay, first of all, um, yes, while it did, while there were scenes that did take place in the you know in the streets and everything like that, and yes, it was a predominantly you know African and yeah. African American cast. Mm-hmm. Although you could also argue that well tyler perry movies and bet to an extent but you know those are done for the wrong reasons anyway um the thing was that well it just felt like yet i'm sorry hang on uh, you, you said they were made for like a different what that they, they, they were they were made for like, different reasons like, you know like, like, like money yeah okay like money and stereotyping and things like that yeah, and i think that's why black panther resonated as much to me as it did because it didn't feel like it was pandering to any sort of click or a niche or a type of skin color or a type of like a type of demographic or what was the word you just said i completely just lost it i'm trying to get it back um well like i was basically just saying i mean i do i it is a watchable movie i'll give it that but yeah it is I do feel that it's overrated because for one thing you have 
Okay, I will give it the fact that one of the so-called major villains does get, you know, killed off early, and you know he he's got like a prosthetic and stuff. Although there were characters in Logan that had prosthetics, although that really wasn't explained. But you know that's beside the point. We'll talk um, about that here in a minute. But um, I mean, it looks nice, and you know Wakanda is like a super advanced society. And it and while it does show that Africans are no different than everybody else, and they do make that point, uh, at the same time, I felt like, well, it just feels like every other movie, every other kind of like action movie, where you're going to this this wondrous utopian society where everything's technologically advanced, and they have their own little they have their own little gadgets and their shindigs and blah 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 and things like that. And, you know, like it has a, you know, trajectory of point A to point B. And, you know, there's an evil that needs to be fought and things like that. And maybe maybe the order of, of you know, what's it's has been like kind of arranged a little bit. But it just ends up like the same kind of result, you know, showcasing badassery where, you know, these characters, I'm not honestly familiar like too familiar with these a lot of these stories because i don't read a lot of like mainstream comics i mainly yeah. read watchmen v for vendetta why the last man Hold so it. on and you so watched the whole watchmen movie yeah i did too uh, you did too yeah. what's wrong with you i can't was, finish it i keep falling asleep bad. well the thing is it's it, it is the most faithful comic book adaptation yeah, that I, has ever been made. i have heard that i've never read the comics so i couldn't tell you but holy but crap, thing, is it long? Anyway, how can you not watch I, it for the blue dong? I like the blue dong. I know that's, and, that's and why I chick, stay. I'm like, chick okay, had, this is the chick fine. did it with the owl, which was red. But I again, I, I'm digressing. It is a, a hard, holy, hold hit the brakes. Wait a second, <laughs> please, Ray. So like. It just feels like every other movie to me. It's like it's like the same way that like Guardians of the Galaxy, everybody was raving over it and you know, oh, this is so this and I am Groot and ha 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 and all this other stuff. And I'm looking at it like Rocket likes huh. guns that are bigger uh, than like, him. Everybody <laughs> like it, it, it's it's yeah, it's a watchable movie. It, oh, I get it because it has a mixtape and it and it like and it appeals to the older demographic. Yeah. Oh, of course. But, that's why no. yeah that's overrated fuck you black panther anyway. i feel like like i was saying earlier it wasn't pandering to anybody it wanted to show that people of all different types can enjoy this stuff you know what i mean like people complained all the time about it being a whitewash and i'm like did you read the comics back in the day you didn't see a lot of african-americans to start with and like it has been an ongoing problem, but Black Panther, it just when it came out, it just didn't seem like it cared about all the negative. It it just well, Dante, actually there there are a couple things I want to add there. Like, um, I don't know if you know, like the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh Baxter Stockman was actually African American. I I as did not read TM and T back in the day, but that's cool. Yeah, but again, and it's, then it's, of course they made a Caucasian in there. But then, like I remember, Nick Fury used to be Caucasian, and then of course he, you know, the common form is that now he's played by Samuel Jackson. So people think that he's African American nowadays because of that. Right. So yeah. But um, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I mean, personally, to me, like I I get what it's trying to do, but I don't know. It just felt like. 
it, it felt like yet another movie, but it did. It was successful with what it did. Yeah. Well, did you feel I like guess. it was trying too hard? I don't know. But the, the thing is, like with most of those movies, I just feel like a lot of them, they they don't really challenge like the status quo, but I mean, but hearing you yeah, explain that's it. why I said I like black Panther because of what it had done. It didn't take a big step. Yeah, it was but, still but it, the same. It was still Marvel. Yeah, I, it still followed the cookie cutter recipe of a Marvel movie, yeah. but what it did different was different enough that it made people mm. like stand up. It, it made people yeah. like, Whoa, you don't yeah. see a lot of people doing this especially yeah. today back in back then like maybe you'd still be hard pressed but you know people didn't have as much of a voice back then the internet just kind of yeah. gave a lot of people a voice so you realize yeah. how like how it got under a lot of people's skin and they didn't really have a good outlet for it but then yeah you know i think it's cool i think i think it, it it's just trying to be like yeah everybody can have fun everybody can have a good time yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying, yeah. but, you know, for me, I have, I don't know, it's just like nowadays, I mean, they're like, probably a, a movie that would, that I, that I really love was Get Out. I haven't now, that seen movie, that yet. Oh, yeah, that was good. That was really good. Get it was out, really spooky. That, I want to like, see it was, so bad. Mickey said it's on, out. like, on demand now, right? It's on uh, Prime. Oh, we got to watch that later. Anyway, yeah, get out we, we all is, watched it together. That, that I was wasn't amazing. there. I had to work. Sorry, Ray. <laughs> That's all right. But no, I, I enjoyed that movie. Like that was more of like my thing right there. It was like satire. It was scathing. It was awesome. Yeah, I, I heard and it was entertaining. Yeah, I heard a lot about that, like on news and stuff, and which is why I really want to see it. But they took <laughs> from what it seems like they took a Black Panther took what made get out's controversy good like it took all the good press about get out and i'm i'm pretty sure black panther came out after get out mm-hmm. yeah and it 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 spun that for different types of demographics like you're not going to see cracker and cream watching get out they're kind of young no so it's like, like it's like, it's i i see what i see what Ray's saying cuz it's like when you have get out yeah. like get out is fucked up like it's like fucked up and like you're like whoa that's saying something really fucked up, like real, real fucked up. Like it's well, like well, it's, I'm talking also, about like the cast and stuff. You know what I mean? Well, the cast was just a bunch of hoity-toity. I didn't know any of them. I was just like, what? And then Black Panther, I was just like, yeah, Chicala. Well, no, no, was like, it's uh, just like it's the the positive, like the the positive press when it came to the African American uh, cast members and how like it raised morale in some ways. Black Panther did that for a lot of different age groups. Mm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so, yeah. so, so African-American kids on the playground are, are just like, they have, they have a new hero. They want to, you know, pretend to be and stuff. And they're, they're just like, yeah, I don't have to like, even in our cosplay community, like when I, when I sat there on the stream the other day and I was just like, yeah, I would totally cosplay, uh, oh, the chef from, yeah. from Total Drama Island. But I don't want to offend anybody because I'm white and he's a black character. You know what I mean? But I thought you were gonna say Chef from South Park. Also black. Uh, yeah, he, but... he's also cool. But like, we're, we're trying to get a total drama island cosplay group yeah. together, and it's just like, a oh. Chef is my favorite character. He's such a mm. dick, and he's really funny. And mm. I was also like, I don't like. I remember the backlash from that one cosplayer who was trying to be 
um garnet yeah yeah from yep. steven universe and she's white and she got mauled over on like tumblr and stuff it's yeah. just like that's where things like that are today it's like you don't have yeah. to do much to upset people yeah. but black panther I mean, comes like, in and it's just like guys stop thinking like that like here's yeah, a positive I mean, role model to help you like like along you know what i mean it, you have to stop getting like this venomous mindset of just because your skin color is different doesn't mean you can't enjoy the same things. Right. Yeah. right. I mean, like I, I did say that it was watchable. I mean, I, I didn't, yeah. I, I do. Oh no, no, no. Like, I'm not, find... I'm not giving you shit for not yeah, thinking no, the same no, way. I it's just, I, I, I don't I hear a lot of people saying, I think, I think I'm, I'm in the middle between the both of them. Cause I agree with Ray. I don't think it's like the best Marvel movie ever made in terms yeah. of like, I didn't the say Marvel that movie. either. I just, no, 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 no. Like, just right, right. that's what everyone else is right. saying. Be Titanic yeah. and everything. Yeah. I think you're saying it's watchable in terms of a Marvel movie. And I agree with you. I don't think I'd watch black Panther 600 times. Yeah. Yeah. I liked yeah. the first Avengers. I liked, you know, I like Spider-Man. I could watch Spider-Man twice, but there's like certain Marvel movies. I'm like, I could watch this again and not care. I can't even yeah. watch guardians anymore. Cause I'm just like, I I've seen this so many times. Who cares? Yeah. It, right. it, I think what you're saying is it's watchable in terms of it's an okay movie. But like the message it threw in at the middle of like there's this two different sides and like one guy has this like wicked right hand view that like everyone yep. thinks everyone has and then yep. this like Black Panther with the left hand view who's just like no why the fuck are you thinking this way stop being a loser and it's just like they're both batting heads and it's just like but who's really right though I think that's what blew it up and everyone's just like mm. yes you get the Be- message yeah, because you could see both angles right especially yeah. you know if you you are some of the folks that lives on that live on the streets there you're like yeah it 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 makes you think like i used to think yeah. like that and now i'm just kind of like dang or someone had the balls to step up and put that kind of narrative on a movie on a screen for a lot of people to see like yeah. it, back in the day not so much easy to do nowadays when everybody is offended by like this that and the other thing you don't see a lot of it anymore i'm tying it back to the whole creativity taking a nosedive thing and that's why i thought right. black panther did a good job maybe i'm talking out right, my cool. ass. am i talking out my ass no i've there's a bird in my pocket and it reminded me you know that cracker and cream story yeah i think we we've got something really like brewing there what else is i'm brewing? sorry what else is brewing coffee oh don't tempt me is that the sound of the coffee beans <laughs> This is time for a break. I was going to say, we're going to fucking break. <laughs> what is this? I'm like, coffee? Time for a short, angry break. Dubois with the Nerdfit Network, and you're listening to the Otaku Podcast, and this is my favorite store in the Citadel.
So this is what you serenity just stick the feels pinky. Like. Yeah, you, yeah. You, do you, you stick the pinky up your nose, and you're like, "This is what serenity feels like." Well, and actually, then... with more gins- ginseng and candles and Ooh. you know stuff and yoga, and then mm. cream busts through your door. It's like, "Where's the crack?" And you're like, "Oh no, not this month! I thought you said we were good." And then, you know, breaks over. Segment two. I'm gonna break you. You gotta know what it's like to be broke, asshole. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. So anyway, mm. yeah. So you had a, you had a further extending thought. You had an extended thought on a uh, our good yeah. buddy, um, Nick Fury. Yeah, Nick Please, Fury. All right. by all means. So what I looked up was that due to the popularity of Sam Jackson portraying Nick Fury, they retired the original character in favor of his African American. And, and, and in the comics, he base Nick Fury Jr., who's his African American son, would basically become like the new Nick Fury. So wait a minute, hold on. That works. I'm okay. So. With that logic, you're telling me we couldn't kick out Ikue Otani as the voice of Pikachu and let Danny DeVito come in? It worked for Sam Jackson, but not for Danny DeVito as Pikachu? You know, Are you kidding people, me? Some people just, you know, they... Want to set the world on fire... All I heard was all I heard was mashed potatoes. Hello. I'll tell you something about them mashed potatoes. I got a cousin named Charlie. You know what Charlie used to say to me? That crack and cream are coming back, baby. Crack and cream. Hi ho, everybody! I'm pretty sure this guy right here—he's spinning some gospel, all right. I'm pretty sure Bill Cosby's in prison. Bill Cosby is a close. Bill Cosby was a close personal friend of mine, all right. So you you. Do you shut your damn mouth? Do you? It's a wonderful day. Because I'm gonna do do on the way to the grave, man. You take that suitcase and go right back the fuck where you came from. No, no, no! Shut, shut, shut! All right, shut up! Come back, you bitch! I eat you! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! No room for crack and cream, damn it! There ain't no room left. Oh, shit. This animal I have become. <laughs> All right. Okay. Bad start. Bad start. Brought to you by the fine folks at them cream and cream and... Segment. Turn myself off. Mm. Segment. There we go. Segment. All right. Segment. So. That was a wild ride. Wild ride. Oh, I'm sweating. Yeah, it was. I'm sweating. Whoa. I'm covered. I'm drenched. Speaking of guzzling coffee and whoa, am I the only one in this room who's fucking jazzed for the Spyro remaster? I don't even know what you're talking about. Spyro the Dragon? 
Uh, I've never. You mean I know uh, Spiral Purple Dragon? Dragon? Yeah, Spiral uh, Purple Dragon. Spiral who I have in my uh, uh, back pocket. Yep. Yeah, the, uh, that, the brand new that copy. Guy. Yep. That that guy. You yep. you got a copy. Yep. Of Spyro in your pocket. Yep. Mm. Is it in your pants pocket? Yeah. Is it in your back pants pocket? Yeah. Am I gonna do the reach around for this game? Yeah, I'm gonna meme, mm. and I'm gonna go, mm, "That's gay." And I'll be and like, "You're gonna be like, oh, I'll be like, nah, April bro, Fools. no homo, it's Spyro." This is no joke. That can't make a joke with Spyro. Joke. You want some popsicles? No, oh, no. I got me some popsicles here, <laughs> but I can't reach in there due to my arthritis. Family guy. Do you also dead. like diabetes? Fa- fa- family guy. Fa- Family guy. Yeah. Family guy. Get uh, your fat ass back here. Mm-mm. See, I was I was Maybe. gonna I was gonna tie that into creativity taking a nosedive, but I actually really am excited for Spyro. Family guy is dead and Simpsons has some weird uh, hatred for Apu now, and I'm like Oh mm. yeah, I saw that I saw like a small thing about that, and it was just like they had like some Looney Tunes like Simpsons comparison. It was just like like Simpsons was like, well, yeah, and they pulled the it? channel awesome. Yeah, when just, they came to apologize to it, like they're sorry we feel you. We're sorry that you feel that way, and they had Lisa Simpson be the mouthpiece for the apology, the quote unquote <laughs> apology, and everyone's like, in a, a, a like ripping their shirts off in rage and like, what happened? That's what I was like. I was like, I saw it, but it like it almost like didn't phase yeah, it, me. It, I was just like, I don't know what right over my on. head. Yeah, it blinked and like, missed it. What? I was like, back when this character was made, you know, the racial stereotype wasn't that big a deal and everybody thought it was funny, but now it's 2018 and everybody's afraid to go against the norm. They walk on an eggshell and everybody goes insane. Lisa Simpson's like, insert jazz solo here. No one's having it anymore. Yeah, I I, I stopped watching The Simpsons years ago, so I Yeah, season four was the last best Simpsons season. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of gave just up was after on that. TV when I was younger, so I was just like, "Cool, neat." Yeah. Oh! Shorts, eat them. Sure. Why you little? <laughs> oh wait, no. Uh, uh, steamed yams. <gasps> steamed hams. Steamed ham. That's what mm. Mm. creativity taking a nosedive. I love this yeah. theme. Yep. I love it. Steamed hams is probably my most favorite meme to come out. Of this <laughs> <year>. <laughs> See, that's like. See, creativity is so creativity is a, a, a it's scary like, it's a, body of water. It's like a beauty in the eye. You can make something, thing. and someone could take it and then make it something even better. Retarded. Well, retarded. Yeah, no, yeah, it's especially too, retarded. Especially. It's like I like, don't extremely, see, but it's still good. The most creative use that I've seen out of that meme is when someone turned it into Hotline Miami, and I was like, "This is really fucking good." <laughs> like, wow! And then the Ghost Trick one came out, and I'm like, "That's even better." And then I'm like, you know, these are just existing platforms and they're just, you know, it's just steamed hams. I mean, both of these things have been done. Yeah, it's surreal to see steamed yep. hams in my fucking ghost trick, Phantom Detective. But it's still just steamed yeah. hams. It's like you have to sit there and wonder. And now, now, I don't know, uh, Ray, if you know uh, uh, Cool Guy has Chill Day. Yes. Uh, He's like, what are you talking about? People listen no to this B. show. Don't look at me like that. No, B. Ray, <laughs> do you know the cool guy has chill day? Yeah. 
No. Okay. No. <laughs> no, 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 we're taking we're taking a timeout right here live on the air. Ray, you open up your browser and you go to youtube.com and you type in cool guy has chill day right now and you watch it. Right now. Do it. Oh, come on. And through man, the magic no. through the magic of editing, we're going to cut right to the part after you're done watching you're it. Go, wow. And you're going to you're going to go like wow and then nobody's going to continue his uh, thought, his his where he's going with this. This is there's a payoff, I promise. <sighs> Oh, fine. <laughs> All right, so let's see. We've got cool, cool what now? Cool, cool guy, guy has, has cool guy. killed a <laughs> cool guy. Come on. Okay. What what just happened here? What in the <laughs> son of a bitch was that? Like, okay. <laughs> and and here's the other here's the question I would have. Yes, like people that you know, like fitting, like like the fact that the mask and and like you know how his you know the hoodie and everything <laughs> yes. like that and making him tall and yes. and uh-huh. and what okay. you think that people would be like? Oh, who the hell is that? And yes. everybody's like, "Oh no, no, it's it, it's just cool guy." It's uh, not a chill day. You don't. Like, everybody knows cool guy. Oh, what the hell? Man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, All right. Anyway, yeah. Okay. That's one minute and forty nine seconds. I'm never getting back. So anyway, <laughs> that is the best um, way to look at cool guy. <laughs> anyway, that's thank, thank, thanks, guys. You're welcome. Uh, appreciate so, it. so you you, you wanna, appreciate it. I want you. I want you to open up your creative mind. I want you to say. You have a you have a man, and he's like, I have a dream, right? And he's just like, I don't know what that dream is, but I want to be creative. So he makes a mask, and he puts on the mask, and he puts on the hoodie, and he goes out, and he's going to have a chill day. And that's what he wanted to do. And he's creative, and I, I'm sure his friends, his family, the kid with the water cup said, wow, creativity's taking a nosedive. Nothing good's going to come out of this. You're just being a, you're being a weirdo. And he's just like, yep. And he does it, and cool guy has chill day. And you look back, like aliens are gonna find this years after we're extinct, and they're gonna go, "Wow, he had a chill day." You remember when cool guy has chill day came out, right? Two thousand and eight. It said, said two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. That's yeah. nine years ago, though. Like we we were still not any better for creativity then, but like, you know, stuff hadn't. So there was still stuff out there. I'm talking like today, like maybe 2017 and 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's just become like the internet is still like it's, it's been around forever when it comes to most people, but like we were around when it wasn't. Yeah. The internet is still a relatively new thing. Yeah, I remember um, back in the day, do uh, playing retro games and having Nintendo Power, and yeah, and and know, like being really fucking angry because you didn't know how to play those games half the time, and there was no way there was there was no internet there for you. You couldn't just hop online and find a guide for that game. Like Mylon's Secret Castle is going to bend you over backwards. All right, and there's nothing you can do about it. Go bring that fucking game back. Like yeah. fuck, I still remember going into Blockbuster and renting Smash Brothers for the first time and having no fucking idea who Ness was. We didn't have internet for me to go and look it up. Yeah. Even though, you know, Smash Brothers is from like 1999, but still. 
It was still new. Yeah. It was still new. Dial-up was a thing, and not a lot of people had it. It's like, I didn't know who fuck Ness was. I told my friends he was Samus' sidekick. Like, who's that turd over there saying that Ness is from Metroid? Like, what? Well, that, that, that brings up a whole thing. Like, this is, like, this is my jam in terms of, like, uh, I'm so in the middle of the whole, like, some people are like, the internet's, like, so new, and it's brand new, and it's scary, and I miss the old stuff. And the new people have just, like, there's no even excuse anymore. Like, if you... If you sit and you're just like, I can't do a thing. It's just like, it takes a Google search to figure it out. Like, yeah. There's like, yeah, so it it's like, it's like you live in the easiest generation of all time. Yeah. You, if you can't think of something or man, I can't figure out how to do this. It's just like, oh no, I didn't go to school for that. It's just like internet. Yeah. You can Google it now. You can Google it. And it's just like, you can learn. He's like, you're not like people say like, you're not going to be good at it, but literally you go up to a guy before and be like, you go up to an electrician and be like, man, do you know how to, do you know how to fix my sink too? And he could be like, nah, I'm just an electrician. I didn't go to school for that. But today you could be like, I'm a plumber and electrician. I learned it all online certified. And you're like, whoa. So that guy just took two jobs that two people would have done. And he's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm a master at my skill now. Uh, But like, it loops back to the whole thing. Like it's like the, the flip of that, the whole flip was like, nobody wants to take a risk anymore. It's just like you're it's, you're in such a like this is what we we're talking about earlier. Where it's just like you're you're like you you can't have the old medium where people were just like I'm gonna write a book and fuck it like straight fuck it. You're like, well my book's not gonna get published. I have to I have to worry about how many people are gonna see it and all this crazy nonsense. It's just like and who it might affect. There's so much competition now too, and it's like you have so much stuff flooding one space. But it's like it's not impossible because you have so much resource. You just right. be like. Anything could happen. Well, like any, like the sky's the limit, but no one wants to go the limit. No right. one, no one wants to go past the speed limit. Everybody's fine driving fifty-five. Yeah, it's kind of like when, um, kind of going slightly off topic, but still on topic. I take the bus with uh, to go to work and things like that. And you know, when I, you know, I've been riding the bus for about seven eight years now and um so what i do is i try to learn how to use the bus i take a schedule i learn with the the timetables and things like that i see so many and, and i kind of live like close to a really bad area so you get a lot of people that come in and not even bother to look at the schedules he's like yeah where's this bus go does this bus go to h or to m or to b and it's just like People are, it's like, dude, learn how to use a, read a fucking schedule. And that's like some of the, the classes that, you know, we should have been offered, like navigation. Like, this is why Legend of Zelda was such a damn good game. Because <laughs> the map, the compass, and the big key. Those are the three fundamentals that you would need, and you would be set. Yeah. I learned all my navigation from, like, playing that game. You just tripped me up, because if you think about it, like, way back in the day, if we want to learn how to, like, sail a ship... Like, you took, like, how to read, like, an axis or whatever the fuck they're called, a sextant. Like, you had to learn how to, like, read the stars and map things. And when you think you go to school, they teach you, like, where things are in a place. But they don't tell you how to, like, read street signs or anything. That's, like, street. Like, you figure that out when you go on the street. Like, you look both ways. They teach you that. But they don't tell you how to read the signs or anything. Yeah. They're just, like, you just you just read. And I'm, like, uh-uh. Because, like, for years, I didn't know that the, like, which way the stop sign faced, which street it was. I didn't know if I was on that street or if it was the street going this way. Mm-hmm. Now I know because I drive. But uh, before that, I would have been like, yeah, I have to go to High Street, but I'm on Milk Street. I think. I don't know. I don't have a phone. 
it's like it the people who aren't making money are the people who are bringing like the innovative stuff like people who are just on twitter and on tumblr and like when vine was still a thing it was just those people who were fucking around having a good time you you see things you don't normally see but when it comes to the big companies the triple a developers the guys putting stuff on screens they're the ones who are afraid to go and take a leap because they don't want to a lose money or b offend anybody and see they want it's like as many people they want all the audience retention well, all uh, of it and that is why you see shit like tag and truth or dare i mean in the same vein people are sick of it and you see things like the shape of water and a quiet place i'm not saying creativity is gone completely i'm just saying it's getting harder and harder to come by and it's harder and harder to get quality versions of it something else i really like too is the fact that like when people are looking at stuff now the reason we get so much shit and why we're getting like a couple pop-up of like really creative things like in mainstream media is the fact that like our bullshit meters are like off the fucking charts yeah, now. Yeah, the like, diarrhea the dials second, on eleven. The second we start a movie that has five out of five stars on Netflix, is called Veronica, and it's gonna be the scariest horror movie of all time. Mm. I'm making air quotes, right? And then you, we're what six minutes in, and we're like, this is a load of shit. Yeah, like, we're gonna tell this is a bad movie. Yeah, like, like well, the bars are set so high. Yeah, it's just like they will do anything to make a movie sell, and then you yep. have stuff that's on like. You can go on you can go on Prime Video and you can have a movie like Scared Ben or whatever the fuck that movie is. And it's some dude with a fucking what do they call it? The old recorder cameras, like the fucking like yeah. the the old crop photo. And he filmed a three part series, put it on Amazon Prime, and it's a like huge thing as people watch it all the time now because it's so bad. Like so bad. And but it's like he's like But it's like it's fresh. It's, it's so authentic yeah that you're like i would rather watch this than a movie that was hyped up so bad that is just garbage yeah. i'd rather watch garbage because he tried so hard to yeah. make it not garbage and you're just like it but now yeah. it's just, it's i was like, more spooked watching the documentary for the girls who murdered their friend for slender man than i was watching veronica and that was some bullshit that i found surfing through your fucking fire stick <laughs> like on a night when no one was home right. and I was just like yeah I don't know I'll watch that and it was like it gave me heebie jeebies and then we turned on Veronica because we heard so much huge like it was there was a wave of positivity all those glowing reviews and we're like this is a steaming pile of whatever that monster was you, you like, want to know what also sucks bright I haven't seen it okay yeah we can talk about bright I'll, I'll, I'll. I, I saw I saw the Cinema Sins version because I didn't have any interest, so I'm I'm kind of biased in agreeing with you. It's so, like but, like listening to him talk about this movie and just watching the clips that went by. I was just like, this doesn't really seem like it's gonna be all that good. Like I, I got the message like it, though, so we can we can talk about Bright because I didn't like it that much. I got the message, idea. yeah, but I was like, it still seems like a shitty way to. Tell like, message. Yeah. Yeah. It, it has about as much subtlety as a concrete block to the dick, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Those orcs. Yep. It's like, wow, this is the world of, building was kind of cool. Like they they like had like a really good concept, and I was like, that's kind of a neat idea. But of course, like, Will Smith was this was the special. Of course, he was the the Emmett Brickowski of of the of that world. It's like was, you, you, 
I'm sorry, I'm nitpicking. But it was just like, like, like I like like I like Jacoby, and it's like it's a cool because they have like the orcs, and it's obviously like the whole. But like you go in, and you're like, I see the message. Yeah, like, it's here. Like, like that's fine. It was like but if even you look the at thumbnail. It, yeah, it's it's like if you look at it and you don't take that message away from that movie, the movie's like all right because it's just like it's there's some funny parts in it, but like if you're taking it as like a message to like say something, you're like, all right, yeah. No, I don't get it. Like you just I Oh no, get I get it. Like it's but. like I get it, but you took like you like Google searched like racial issue and you put it in a movie. Yeah, you that's slept, what you did. You, you figured out Shrek what it is. It. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, they even made a reference to Shrek in the movie too. That was that was fun. You didn't I tell me that. Probably, that. I probably like like probably blacked out during. <laughs> you probably just I probably erased just, that. I erased it. it. Just like, and and then like the friggin' antagonists were these like Swedish looking Sephiroth motherfuckers. Yeah, the, the elves. The, the or that lady. I don't know. If, yeah, she was an elf. Weren't the fairies like, bad too? Fairies were just like like ants. They're like squirrels and the whole thing. Oh, so yeah. like she he like and, and like. And 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 the and the most fucked up part about it, like Will Smith, you know, of course, you know, African American, like bad mouthing a Nork, which is supposed to be. I mean, like seriously, I mean, it is so fucking tone deaf. And then the little girl's like, "No, he's different. He's different from everybody." And like actually talking to dad, I'm going, "All right, you know what? This this hurts. This physically like fucking hurts me now." I don't know, like, why Why am I watching it, this? It's, it's not, it was not a, it tried to be a creative way to to kind of showcase some of the insensitivities we've got today. Yeah. Well, as but, far as DeviantArt is concerned. Yeah, but yeah seriously. Yeah. I, yeah. I maintain Black Panther, good, bright, bad. No, Get out. Get out. Awesome. I, really good. Okay, so after we're done streaming tonight. We're gonna watch that. <laughs> no, I have to yeah. go to bed. Who needs to go to bed? It's Me? Saturday. <laughs> Whoa! I have. I'm self-employed. You can go to work on Monday like everyone else. <laughs> God, yeah, like me. <laughs> okay, uh, and then another thing on creativity. Something I touched on earlier when you were talking about uh, our good buddy um, Samuel L. Jackson. <sighs> Folks who know me know I dislike Pikachu. I do, I don't I don't like him. I don't like the Pikachu at all. I, I just I think like I grew up liking him, but now I just have such a general disdain for Pikachu. I just I I distance myself from Pokemon and I was like, yeah, I'm a Digimon guy. But I was talking to these two the other day about how I had just gotten bored and I watched Detective Pikachu's cutscenes, and I thought that was really good. I, I don't know what it was about it. Like in general, it's just I thought it was a refreshing, nice spin on Pikachu. You don't see Pikachu with a back problem wanting to go and get coffee after a long day of work and sitting in a red convertible. It's true. You don't, uh, you, you it, don't. like you see Pikachu, you know, humping Ash's hat and using thunderbolt screaming peak yeah but i was just like i don't know what it like i should still dislike pikachu he's still pikachu he's just wearing a hat but no he's more than that and i like i was invested i liked it this is like this is such a refreshing spin on a thing i hate that now i like it and i don't 
So, so the hat like gives him some kind of identity that he otherwise doesn't have. It doesn't apply to me because I play Smash Brothers and he can wear all the fucking hats he wants. He's still Pikachu and I still hate him. But yeah, but we're asking is like a Frosty the Snowman situation? No, it's a... Okay, so hey, anybody listening to the Otaku podcast... I'm about to spoil Detective Pikachu. So if you actually no, want to play I that love game, Detective Pikachu. Maybe fast nah. forward. Here nah, we go. I'm, good. I'm so, indifferent to Pokemon, so Pokemans. So I, I, go on. So Pikachu was a Pikachu that belonged to a dude who was a detective. Oh, and oh, uh, souls in him, huh? He his car got tampered with, and he ricocheted off of a mountain. He got in a huge car crash, and he died. Oh, yep. Pikachu lived. And Mewtwo just happened to be in the area, and he stitched the dude's soul into Pikachu. Oh, wow, it's right. And he doesn't... Pikachu wakes up with amnesia and doesn't remember a damn thing. He's just assuming he's been Pikachu forever. And he's like, Pika Pika, oh, wow, my back. God damn it. I uh, guess I better go home. Uh, I'm a Pikachu. And, like, he can't... Like, even though he talks, he is not able to get anybody to understand him, so he's not like Meowth from the anime. Everybody else hears Pika Pika, whatever. But his son, the, the detective's son, can understand Pikachu. And his dad has been missing for two years. And all of a sudden, you know, he goes to his dad's place of employment. And there's a Pikachu who can talk. And he's like, anybody else hear this? Like, he, he's outside and, like, some nonsense happens. And a Pikachu starts talking to himself. And the kid's like, whoa, you can talk. And everybody else around the kid is just like, are you high? Are you all right there, buddy? You're too many drugs. No, this Pikachu can talk. Uh, Pika it's like all right yeah sure whatever but they team up from there and they just go solving cases involving you know Pokemon and thievery and they try to figure out you know how Pikachu can talk and where this dude's dad is and they somehow get involved into a plot where uh, some dude is trying to make like Pokemon steroids or something it, it makes Pokemon strong and crazy and hate everybody and they're gonna kill everyone or some nonsense and yeah, you know, they got to stop that because somehow it ties into uh, the murder of this kid's dad. And they're just like, if we solve this case, we might be closer to finding out what happened to dad. And I was like, I don't know. This, this is it's good. It, like, yeah, it's still rated E10. So some of the cases are pretty, you know, cut and dry and kitty. But I was like, this is a refreshing take on Pikachu that I wasn't expecting. And it's good. I'm still it's, I'm, it's creative. I'm like it's frozen in time on the si- split second that you said Mewtwo stitched the soul of a dead man into Pikachu. Into Pikachu. Yep. And I'm like what the fuck kind of power is that? Cuz I'm pretty <laughs> sure Mewtwo can't do that. Uh but fuck yeah. it, I guess. I guess he's now Arceus so or some shit. But but it gave us a refreshing take on Pikachu that, you know, you only see in like parody on Newgrounds or something. And I thought that was really funny. It's like, this is an official Pokemon Company merchandise that I'm watching right now. And Pikachu is complaining about how his back hasn't cracked in years mm-hmm. and he loves his coffee black. And I'm like, oh, All wait, right. so that's me. Yeah. <laughs> my back hasn't cracked in years and I love my coffee black. Yeah. I don't wear a detective hat and I hate Pikachu, but sure. Yeah. It, it's it Detective it, Squirtle. It's funny. Talking. Detective Squirtle. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't know. Like someone was really high 
over at Pokemon <laughs> Company, and they're just like, yo, man, what if Pikachu... Uh, I was, I've was, i been watching a lot of Dick Tracy, all right? What if Pikachu had a had a hat? Kids love Sherlock. Kids love, kids love <laughs> Case Closed. They love Detective Conan, and they love, uh, they love uh, Supernatural. They love the Pokemon. They love Super Hulock, and they love Pikachu. And then you have the, the one you have punch the, man. They, and the, my you, hero. You have, you, you they have, love my hero, they and they have, love Pikachu. They, they have the flip of like the other company that the guy wakes up and he goes, "What if we made okay? You know how you know how everybody loves gnomes, right? Let's make the gnome a detective." And call oh it my Sherlock god! Gnome. No, that's the, no. That's the two international splits of that same exact thought. What if we put? Detective and Pikachu. What if you made a fucking gnome? Romeo and Juliet was never good. And the thing that needed a cinematic universe the least was Romeo and fucking Juliet. Okay, <laughs> like holy ballsack. They're probably like, yeah, Detective Pikachu worked. Let's rip off that. Creativity. Somewhere, maybe. Where is it? Well, that's why I think they both had the same fever dream, but once I saw Pikachu and he's like, kids love Pikachu, and the one no, guy was like, no, they, they must have gnomes. seen it. Detective Pikachu came out years ago in Japan, and so I bet you someone, wh- 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 who's the studio? I'm just going to say it's DreamWorks that made Nomeo and Juliet because they're a bunch of tards idea. anyway. They, made they, they saw the IG, <laughs> they saw the article, they're just like, they did what to Pikachu? There's no way that's going to work. And then hard numbers came out, and they're just like, it worked. Get it. And they just, they, they did that. They're just like, take Nomeo, right? And you know, Nomeo sees a stand-up guy. He's, he's, uh, he's, he wants to marry a Capulet, but he can't because he's, he's the other family whose name I can't remember right now. But what if he had a hat and he was a detective? <laughs> oh, okay. I see what you're putting down, but, but let's, let's go a step further. Okay. We can get all the money from the kids. All right. So we got Nomeo and Juliet and the detective gnome. He's his own character. And then kids are like, oh man, I saw that movie once and I love Nomeo. He's great. He got hit by a car and now he can solve <laughs> crimes with his buddy. Yeah. We're going to go and watch the movie for your birthday, John. Like, oh, I'm so mad. Headaches back. Fuck. Where was I going with that? God damn it. Someone be creative, please, for once in your lives. Uh, and like here we are we're doing a podcast and every Joe Schmo is a podcast what makes us so special I'll tell you what makes us so special I oh that, that part oh. the part that I wore a hat and I'm a detective I crap my back put a jester <laughs> hat on whoa who wears a jester hat when they do a podcast uh, uh hmm. the jester cast but the jester cast <laughs> fuck there's next April Fools genius Timestamp that. Why don't you just That's do good. it? What right now? <laughs> what I've learned. Okay, my new mentality is like, if you really want to do something, and you just do if you're it, good enough, no one will stop you. No, like if you just want to do it, you just do it. Like literally, if I want to make jester cast, I want to sit with a fucking jester hat on and talk in my mic and put it on the internet. Who's gonna stop me? Nobody. Well, I'm gonna be like. <laughs> But then people are going to be like, yeah, but how do we know you're wearing a jester hat? You could just be lying, you fuck. But then, you know, people who are fans will notice that every time we move our heads around, the microphone's going to pick up a slight jingling sound. A slight little jingle, yeah. He's like, the sire. So I had a wonderful drink at Starbucks today. <laughs> jingle, jingle, jingle. And they're just like, oh, shit. These guys, wearing a jester hat. These guys really are jesters. Whoa. Ah. Oh. I, I feel like we were trying to go somewhere with that, and I, I no we, we lost it. Well, other than like creativity and stuff, but like yeah, throwing that into games, the battle royale thing, it was huge. PUBG came along, 
Everybody loved it. Fortnite came and refined the genre. So now everyone loves Fortnite Battle Royale. And I don't know what Fortnite is. I still it, don't know it's what like, it it's a cartoony, it's like a Team Fortress 2-esque meets PUBG-esque game. Okay. And like it, it was all over PAX and everybody's up its butt. And PUBG is trying to sue them for doing it better and looking like the same game except right. they you know they they made art assets and they took creative liberties and made sure they could flesh it out into its own title whereas PUBG went over and bought unity assets from a fucking store and just made it into like they, they slap dashed it into a game and somehow it took off they're suing fortnite guys over the use of a frying pan in a video game like holy ball sack dude are you all right wow it, it's like it's like me walking into the kitchen, right? And then shoving some bread in a toaster. And then some chode busts through my door and goes, Whoa, 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 whoa. You can't use the white two-slot toaster. What is wrong with you, man? You have to have something different. That's my toaster. Screw you. We're going to court. And I'm like, I just wanted toast. Toast is good. Or, or he'll bust in and be like, No, that's my brand of toast. That's my brand of bread. That's fuck my you. brand. How dare you use? You can have. You can it? have uh, rice patties. You fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's Put good. Some peanut, slap some PB and J on that. Whoa, 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 whoa! PB and J. You can't have that. Don't you know? PB and J is like my iconic sandwich. Like, uh, what was it? Fucking Swery65, our, our our guy, our Japanese game developer buddy who went on to make games like Deadly Premonition. He was, he, he was bored in college and he had nothing to eat. And all he had was like jam, some cereal, a piece of ham and some bread. And he made all that into a sandwich and he liked it so much. He put it in a video game. Like what? That's pretty <laughs> creative. If you can do it, just do it. Mm. And like, especially if it hasn't been done before, don't be afraid. Yeah. Cracker and cream Pre- smacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, no, but yeah but what like, an original literally, idea. Literally, like, literally, like, who do you know? Uh, two cross country kids who are helping their crack mom out. Nobody. Are we going to do it? Probably not. Someone's probably going to listen to this and be like, that's a great idea. I'm just going to do it. I, I, mm. I, some, someone just be like, someone will probably say that was my idea. But then we'll be like, no way, dude. And a, a huge legal battle over characters that don't even exist yet will ensue when Ray Vasquez here is he's going to save the day. He's going to turn it into a huge thing alongside his thing. He's going to make that cinematic universe with these original ideas that we've had today. Uh, I don't know if it's going to go like the way of Marvel. I mean, I'm kind of aiming more for like self, like uh, standalone stuff. Tony Stark is going to be sitting in his house and he's going to be talking to, to Pepper Potts or whatever, and he's going to be tinkering on Iron Man, right? And all of a sudden, Iron Man's going to stop working, and he's going to be like, "What? what's going on here? And he's going to look behind the Iron Man suit, right? And he's going to see a little seven-year-old girl with a wrench who does it better than him. And he's like, whoa, how'd you get in here? And she's like, none of your business. And he's going to be like, you can't touch that. It's none of your business. It's like, what's your name? Cream. Cream what? Cream smacks. And the screen's going to cut to a giant logo. The crossover of the century. Everybody's been waiting for it. It's going to... Your name right there. Directed by Ray Vasquez. No. No. It is going to be insane. No, no, no. Marvel's going to be like, we should have taken on this kind of indie talent years before. What were we thinking? 
Of course we don't have a fresh idea in our bodies. We can't be intuitive, even if it hit us with a stick. All right? Infinity War is great, but it's really just all the characters we've had in other movies fighting a guy who's purple and looks like Homer Simpson. Wow. (laughs) Cracker and cream, though. And then you're going to sit there in your throne made of golden pillows and not (laughs) mind-raping material, and you're going to be like, ah. I owe it to those doofuses with their backwater podcast. <laughs> wow. And then you're going to give us our gratuity, which is like 20 bucks. And it's going to be great. Self-depreciation at finest. And then our royalties, we get like five bucks a month. And we're going to be like, we made it. We made it. We did it. Based on an idea, some guys of Rave, some friends of Ray Vasquez had comes a Ray Vasquez film. Cracker and cream. And we're going to be like, that bastard stole our idea, but it's there on the big screen, and I can't get these tears out of my eyes. Man, what the fuck? I'll give you $5 and a bag of Tide Pods. How about that? <sighs> I need to go buy some laundry detergent, so it's not a bad idea. I'm probably going to go and start a load of laundry before the stream. <laughs> Just make sure you don't uh, put it in your mouth. <sighs> okay, so I made a meme that I was going to print out uh, for QCK, and uh, it's Kermit the Frog and uh, a, a puppet of Uganda Knuckles, but I swapped their faces, and they're both dreaming about Tide Pods at the very top, and of course it was Comic Sans, I have spaced out with 100% kerning peak aesthetic, and there are like little gray stars in the background, and I was like, this is going to be a poster that someone's going to buy. And I'm sad I didn't get a chance to find out, because... Many years prior, I hopped on Photoshop for a good 10 minutes and I slapped Trump's face on Yahya Han's body with the Yahya Han fabric line in the background. That's And uh, it was just kind of there. And in giant impact font, I wrote, make cosplay great again. And I was like, hurdy dirty dirt. This is a funny joke. And I printed out 10 of them. I laminated them. I rolled them up and I brought them to, to Queen City Kamikaze uh, in Manchester, New Hampshire. And I sold out under an hour. I sold them wow. for a dollar each. I didn't care. It's just like, yeah, it's a funny meme, you know, whatever. And and some kid came up and was just like, what the heck? Lol, this is hilarious. And then word of mouth spread and in under an hour it was wiped out. I was like, wow, I didn't think these would go. This is stupid. So I fear, I fear for the level of power that peak aesthetic could have had. But at the same time, I'm like, hasn't been done though. Is it creative enough? Everybody talks about Tide Pods. Everyone's on about Kermit. And Uganda Knuckles, you can't, like, turn a corner without seeing that douche. So, like, hmm, would it go somewhere? Are people that stupid? Uh, I feel like as a creator, I feel like, you know, it's just like an uphill battle. And I, I mean, like, looking at what people are into and looking at all the the garbage that's there, um, I don't know. I mean, I do have my fear that I may not, Maybe I might not be able to have as big of an impact or I don't know. I don't know. It's it's kind of a cynic in me, but, you know, I keep at it. So, yeah, I mean, it's all you can do. <laughs> like, as long as you're having fun with it, as long as you feel like it's getting you somewhere, as long as you think you're good enough, don't let anybody stop you. Are you sure? Ray, Ray, Ray I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump into the podcast early, but keep going with, keep going with, uh, Mr. Aldente here, uh, because I don't okay. know if the car actually won't start or if she's just being a meme. 
Okay, you can just text okay. me. Disregard that yeah, whole I'll, thing. I'll, I'll just text you, and then if I need to, I'll drive Because I have number people in my back seat. All right, take care, Tyler. Good good seeing you. He said take care. I'll miss you, Ray. Can you do the podcast without me? Oh, I guess Nobi's dead. Yeah. Don't, don't, you, don't you just love it when people dolt. drop out of a podcast mid-podcast? What are we, random assault? Oh, I guess a random assault. It just seems like a double-edged sword because you can take it two different ways on seemingly everything. And I, it just when you think about it, we've talked ourselves into a circle silly this entire time. But, you know, at least we had fun doing it. And I yeah. hope we didn't piss anybody off. <sighs> the constant you know. struggle. Yeah. But speaking of constant struggles, uh, we have been away for a while. Yeah. Uh, but we and we have been working on stuff in the background. Uh the Nobi Noodle brand uh unfortunately is kind of dead. But yeah. <laughs> uh that it just it comes with age, I guess. I'm leaning over here. Okay, good. Now I'm leaning over here. My lamp flickered and I'm like, uh oh, what did my feet touch? I'm scared. Did I unplug something? Not again. <laughs> um <laughs> But uh, in the midst of trying to get things to work in the background, we have still been attending conventions because uh, even though Nobi Noodle is dead, cosplay community is not, and we still want to try to support it in other ways. Um, and obviously the best way to do that is to go to conventions and see what people are talking about. Uh, have you been to any conventions recently? Yes, I went to Anime Boston 2018. You did? And, uh you went to A, B, are you high? I'm high on life. Hey! Hey! And, um, but I go every year and I, I got the, uh, I pre-registered, so I paid like about 60 bucks for the yeah, pre-reg. And, those uh, prices, dude. When, if you didn't pre-register, those at the door prices? Yeah. <sighs> it's ball sack. Yeah, it is I ball know. sack. Yeah. That's how I felt with, uh, Kineticon. It was, woof. <sighs> No, never going to that again. Anyway, <laughs> hey, good. So, um, yeah, and uh, the shitty thing was, I was sick for the majority of it. Um, I ended up getting sick a day before, so it's like it was just nonstop coughing and wheezing and like stuffy nose and a lot of that stuff. But I powered through it because I, you know, sent some money to a friend of mine had a hotel room and i was not gonna you know not show up and, yeah but like and going, you went to ab sick though yeah i i can't yeah. no i can't even fathom i lobby conned ab because i was so unhappy with how it was being handled uh, like i had fun because i wasn't spending any money and i yeah. had fun because i brought our projector and i put arms on a giant wall and we played it right there in the hallways I was really expecting a lot of people to be unhappy with it the same way I was. It's weird that I didn't. I don't... I guess they had quality content in there this year? I mean, to me, you know, but but the thing is, um, I don't have... I'm not in a place where I can readily uh, be access... Uh, uh, hang out with people that are like-minded. So mm. that's why I go to cons and things like that. And it's every couple of months, but it's, if I didn't go, I would just, I would have been more unhappy and probably end up a lot worse. So, yeah, I mean, 
So I guess the trade-off for that price tag is worth it for you. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Because, I, I guess. Yeah. 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 You should look at it that way because some people don't mind. Some people have the disposable income to be able to do that. I and I guess that's fine. It's just Anime Boston for me has never had the content that I look for at a convention. Mm-hmm. And uh, what kind of well, content? Well, do you like do? okay, it did in the beginning, but then it just seemed to it's it started feeling like it was run by monkeys, and none of the events were enjoyable and. Uh, other places, other cons that I had been to had done some panels better. And I'm like, huh. and uh, I, I I don't know. It just kind of fell off for me. Mm. And I had another That's point there and I lost it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm not really big into like panels and stuff. I have a, I have a really good friend of mine who has done uh, some Famicom panels, like Ooh. no translation required. And uh, yeah, so he basically talks about some Famicom games and like talking about how you don't need to learn Japanese to, to be able to understand it or play it or anything like that. He, he's, he's a really hardcore, like into a retro person, just like me, but nice. uh he actually has like a huge he's amassed like a huge NES collection. He has like over six hundred plus uh NES games in his collection. Damn. I know. He uh I actually went over to his place uh this past uh New Year's and we got to play some of the games in his collection and it was awesome. But does he I have stadium to, events? I think I'm not sure. I, I don't remember, but uh, part of that was a joke. But if he actually had that game, I'd be like, I'd be legit shook. Yeah. I'd be like, you should tell me where he lives so I can sell it. <laughs> but um, I was able to play uh, Kickmaster, uh, Vice Project Doom, uh, Solstice, Mega Man Three. I was able to beat Ninja Gaiden in like about an hour and change. What? You're yeah. lying. There's no way. What? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, even even with all the times that I continued and all that stuff, and I mean, I even have a picture on my phone and um, of me like beating it and everything. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. We played a uh, contra. Uh, I think we did something else. I'm trying I, to remember, but I have never encountered someone who can just so nonchalantly say they wiped the floor with Ninja Gaiden in an hour and change. Like what? Well, I mean, it still gave me a hard time, but you know, it's like I was able to get through it, you know, maybe, maybe it's the kid me like being really mad at you right now because that game is a game I've never finished uh, for obvious Mm. reasons, but like I'm impressed. Yeah. I mean, like not too long ago, I was actually able to, uh, beat final fight on super nintendo the japanese version and i was able to go through that even though it's like one of the most aggravating and unfair it's like difficult but for all the wrong reasons you know it's just as games were back then no 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 but 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 the thing is it, it was more so than but it was like for the wrong reasons like what for example like in certain spots, like items would be randomized. So if you take a game like Streets of Rage, ah, depending yeah. on regardless of how often or what the difficulty is, 
like if I'm going to go at the beginning of stage one and walk to the left and pick up that hidden one up there, it's always going to be there. As opposed to if that were final fight, it would be a one up like maybe part of the time. Other times it would be like a diamond. It would be, you know, a bottle of whiskey or whatever. Like that's, that's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And like the fact is like a basic enemy can take off like maybe 50 to 60% of my health in one shot. As opposed to an actual boss character, which would be much more understandable. But then again, you take Streets of Rage, you know, regardless of the difficulty, the enemies would be able to do like maybe the minimal amount, but they would obviously be faster and more aggressive. So that would balance out. Final fight, it really doesn't matter. You're basically, you know, fuck you and you're, you got AIDS and you're on your own. So would you, would you say that was a developer issue? Was it Sega just made a better game and Capcom was just trying to find itself when they made Final Fight? Or you think well, uh, the guys who made Streets of Rage just wanted a more accessible game? Hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like I, I've always been a fan of Streets of Rage. It's always been better in like every single regard from the gameplay to the graphics to the enemies are far more creative. I love the names of the enemies. Like the bikers are named after like weather, the the signals are ba- named after color, you know. Right. I, I mean, well, like Sega like- has a bunch of side scrollers in their repertoire at that point. So, well, they had Golden Axe. Yeah. Oh, and they probably learned a thing or two from making Golden Axe. I want to say, uh, f- uh, no, f- Streets of Rage, sorry, and Golden Axe. Uh, I want to say they. <sighs> They had something to look at, I guess. Mm. Yeah, that, I mean, does that, I... does that make any sense? Because uh, I want to say Streets of Rage came out uh, in the 1990s, but Golden Axe was yeah. like right before that. So uh, Streets of yeah. Rage probably had something to look at. And she's like, what worked, what didn't? The final fight, you know, Capcom was coming off of like Street Fighter. Um, yeah. When was, when was Final Fight? What when when was Final Fight came out? They were gonna call it Street Fighter '89, but then they dubbed it Final Fight because it it just ended up becoming its own thing. Even though Final Fight ended up, you know, crossing over with Street Fighter in later installments. A recent example: uh, fucking Abigail is uh, one of the hey, DLC characters. I like Abigail, <laughs> you leave Abigail alone. <laughs> uh, I mean, I like I like Poison. But Abigail's leave him alone. He's a special boy. He's my special boy. Right? Yeah, he is special. He's my special boy. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> but uh, like little head and everything like that. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell happened? I'm just like nah. he's a tank too in Street Fight in Street Fighter Five. Like, mm. Mm, he's, like yeah. he he's got poor matchups. We leave the boy alone, but he does good. All right, he, he he puts in work, uh, but <laughs> but a golden axe, uh, streets of rage. That Sega had altered beast too, didn't they? Wasn't that a side scroll? Yeah, yeah alt, alt, altered beast. So Sega just kind of had it in their pocket, and they went on and they they worked. They made one of my favorite games, Gunstar Heroes. Yes, and, mine, oh, mine yeah. too. And which was you I know, also beat that game too. That, so. that was different at that point because you know it's not about brawling; it's about shooting, and then. 
uh, what was the parallel to that was like uh, um, Contra, which yeah. like you'd be hard pressed to find a better side scrolling shoot 'em up than Contra. Um, you know, it's interesting though, cause, uh, not to interrupt, but they actually some of the members who worked on, on from Contra actually started Treasure. So members oh, from Konami, I did yeah, not know they that. Act, yeah, they ended up starting uh, Treasure, and then of course they ended up doing their own thing and with Gunstar Heroes and Dynamite Heady, and then of course oh. um, Alien Soldier. I love Dynamite Heady. I miss yeah, that dude, game. I, I love that game too. So it's so dumb. It was creative though, wasn't it? Mm. Oh, dude, it was it was amazing. I was like, well, all right then. Like, the, and the, this is exactly the kind of the stuff that we've been talking about, yep. but um. But yeah, the thing with Final Fight, I finally, finally beat that game for the final time because like I, I never want to play it again. It took me like 40, <laughs> 44 minutes to go through that entire run. And most of the time I played as Cody and he has like a trick that kind of gives him an advantage to all the cheapness. And I call it the infinite turnstile. So what I would do is go up to an enemy and I would rapid fire, be like one to two punches, turn, one to two punches, turn, one to two punches, and then finish them off. And then that's that's how I would do it. So I would do that to like, that was like 80 to 85% of, 90% of my arsenal right there. Not so, bad. yeah. It makes me want to go back and try it again after all these years because... Like, I know you've been able to play it on, like, virtual console in some places and stuff. Or I could just go download a ROM or something, but... I, I, I have ROMs and emulators, that's the thing. I don't have actual hardware, because I'm my room is rather small, so there's not really much space, so... You gotta condense when you can, that's fine. Yeah, but, I mean, and, and I didn't use save states or anything either, so usually I've I've done, like, a whole bunch of runs. I'm trying to do, like, no-death runs and, like, challenge myself to... Even games that I've played before, I I, I even beat like Turtles in Time on, on oh. the highest difficulty earlier on. Turtles in Time and The Simpsons, those yeah, were those great. Are, yeah, dude. No, like, no, I know The Simpsons isn't funny, but The Simpsons side-scrolling beat 'em up game by Konami is still probably my second favorite side-scrolling beat 'em up because nothing's gonna dethrone Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> have you I Have you played that yet? I think maybe a little bit. That that oh man, I mean, when we talk yeah. about side scrolling beat 'em ups, like I put hours in the Scott Pilgrim. I was pissed then, when I downloaded the we, DLC and it broke my game. I, I guess like early on there were problems with save data and DLC mm. when they released it, and I lost all of my saves. I'm like, oh, Ubisoft, you ass. <laughs> made me real sad and and then we're like talking about creativity as well because mm-hmm. you know with um a lot of the references and pop culture you know oh god yeah we're like those used to be funny those used to be cute you you know you used to you know go cap and you're like i understood that reference and like that all that would be all it was but now oh, like me yeah. it just runs rampant with them and like regardless of what we watch uh you're either expecting or you're constantly on the look for X number of references. Like you can't. Yeah. It's, I mean, they're out there, but I was even watching this one movie called uh turbo kid. It was, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but um, it was about this, uh, this, um, 
this kid, obviously, and then there was, <laughs> was like a a, apocal- apocalypse, and um, like he basically becomes like the superhero, and it's like um, he finds this girl <laughs> whose name is Apple, you know, as oh, like no. a reference. To- yeah, oh, and um, no. there's like this main character or the main boss. Um, the main villain whose name is Zeus or whatever. And it's like this, and like there's this dude with a hockey mask or or something like that. And it's like, it's like a Saturday morning cartoon, like mashup or whatever. That's kind of what it, like a feel of it. That's, you know, trying to be like different and stuff like that. And I was like, wait, "Mm." was this the one that came out a couple of years ago? Turbo Kid. I'm sorry. Turbo Kid. Was this the one that came yeah. out a couple of years ago? Yeah, it was like 2015, I think. I think I remember seeing something about it because it it was in a film festival, right? Uh yeah. Okay, because yeah. that's why why was there was a reason why I don't know it stood out somehow. I can't remember. I vaguely know of this movie. The, the story just seemed like all over the place. And then there were, there were elements that were introduced that didn't have like any explanation or any kind of space for it. Or I don't know. It, it was, it was kind of all right. I mean, I haven't really been watching much or doing much of anything aside from playing video games and trying to get well, this. Uh, we were talking about cons and then you started going yeah. into video games, so I can say I went to PAX. Mm. PAX East. Oh. Oh, if you if, have you been to PAX before? Uh no. You owe it to yourself, my friend. You absolutely mm. owe it to yourself. If you want a good place with good people who share the same mindset and you want some game, you go you go to PAX. PAX is like I have a hard time explaining to people what E3 was like. But now that I've been to PAX twice, I'm like, you just go to PAX. It's essentially what E3 is, just less tabletop games and more important people and like $22 cheeseburgers. $22 cheeseburgers? No lie that cheeseburger was 22 bucks, and it wasn't even good. Oh, man. It was, mm, but I'm the fool who bought it. So what does that say about me? The PAX, though, it just seems to be like a party. It doesn't even feel like a con. It feels like a party. I I haven't been able to stay more than one day, though. I've only been going on Fridays, but I think that's enough. I I think Mm. there's just something about going to PAX for the day. And just, I Mm. I don't know, if you're a fan of gaming or tabletop or pop culture, it's great. And it's, Mm. you'd be hard-pressed to get a badge in time, but if you do, oh, please, please try. I, I don't okay. even I don't even know where I where I could start. Um, okay, I mean it's yeah. I wanted to do a vlog, year. like I wanted to bring in my camera, but uh, Pax is also known as like it, it, it's also LineCon. I know AB has been LineCon for a while, but uh, there there are lines for folks with bags and lines for folks with no bags, and the line for folks with bags took a good. Uh, I got there around 10 a.m. Friday morning, and it was about a three-hour line in the cold, maybe oh, a little geez. longer than that. And I was like, oh, um, so I took my camera, and I brought my switch and my camera back to my car, and I went back to the line, and I spent a good maybe 10 minutes in line. And I'm like, this is a fine trade-off. I'll just go in with my phone, and I'll have fun. 
I don't I don't need any of this other stuff. I'm just gonna go experience it for what it is. And I stood in more lines, and I met a bunch of new people, and I, I made a bunch of friends, and we sh- we shared our love of talking about pre Smash Brothers hype, and. Uh, really wanting some fried dough, even though it's really bad for you, and never playing Magic before in your life. It, it, it was it was weird. Everybody just kind of knows what you're talking about. Maybe maybe you get that at some anime cons. I'm not saying you won't, but I don't know. Yeah. It's just it's it's a magical place. It's a, it's a, it's a fantasy <laughs> realm, if you will, of of, of like it's like the Valhalla for nerds. And you just you just go. You stand in line yeah. for two hours to buy a t-shirt, but you have fun doing it, and it's weird. Mm. Not, yeah. not often will you say a sentence like that. It's like, yeah, I was okay standing in line for two hours. I got some sweet merch, and I made some great friends, and the atmosphere was nice. And um, mm. Everybody in that line really wanted to join you in punching Markiplier in the teeth. You just felt like you were home. <laughs> it's like, ah, ah, uh. I'm, I'm glad. Thank you, guys. WROI Street Team, and you're listening to the Otaku Podcast, because there's a man in a Mario hat, he looks to be full grown, and he's looking at me. My experience, grown men in video game hats tend not to be the people you want to piss off. coming up that everybody's trying to get to like uh, Colossal Con I'm pretty sure yonder way back in October we talked about Colossal Con uh, with you yeah I yeah I I believe we did too I mean I wanted to go there but um, I'm gonna head to Otakon this year yeah that's that's like the divide if they couldn't make up their minds here they're just like do we go to Colossal or Otakon and I was like 
do you even have to decide? Colossal Con has hot tubs and alcohol. Like, I can sit yeah. in this hot tub and drink alcohol. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, like, to get out there to Ohio and stuff like that. I mean, that that would be a trip. I mean, I wouldn't mind doing that probably next year. But, like, I mean, this year, um, I, I, I settled for that. And a buddy of mine... Uh, well, I roomed with uh, a friend uh, last year, and I found out that she has a hotel room for for Otakon. So I told a friend of mine, and it's going to be me, my friend, my other friend, the one that ha- that, that makes the reservation, and her boyfriend. So mm-hmm. like four people. Nice. And I've already I've already purchased my uh, my badge, so I'm just going to wait for um, the early bird specials so i'm gonna get that in the mail uh like mid-july and we're working to get uh train tickets excellent to try to coordinate that so i haven't been to dc since i was in eighth grade because we took this huge uh class trip but i tell you i mean doing it this way has actually been doing it this way you know rules because you know, it's cheaper for one thing to room with other people. And if you room with the people, you know, are going to be cool, you know, then that's just yeah, more win. No, no one wants to room with strangers. Not if they, no. can, you know, if they don't have to, they won't. Right. Few, right, few, right. few times. Would you ever willingly want to go room with strangers? It's great when you're on uh con staff and you're rooming with people you don't know. So you're just like, haha, guess we're going to see how this works. But yeah. I know we've talked on the show before, um, myself and Nobi about Otakon. I've wanted his, like, I only ever seem to get his side. Like, he only is ever the one he and Mickey, they tell me about Otakon. And I don't really hear about that con from a lot of other people, which is <laughs> odd considering I know a lot of people who go to cons. So, yeah, get, you, you follow up with us afterwards and let me know how it goes because I'm always... I'm always looking for good con stories from other people. Oh yeah, totally. totally. I like getting uh, different sides, different views, different opinions on like what makes a con fun and uh, what people look for, I guess. Yeah. Just I mean, uh, for- like horror stories are my favorite because it gives mm-hmm. me a reason to not want to go to that con and spend money so I can save money and <laughs> go yeah. to a better con. Oh yeah, totally. Um, Your best horror story at any con, Kineticon. You go to Kineticon. Oh yeah, Kineticon is a horror story. Oh <laughs> yeah, it is just oh man. So um, it, it's just I mean, in addition to like the the curfew that they have, the infamous curfew <laughs> of like. You know, like, oh, we're going to shut down at 9 p.m. Like, you're fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and, uh, well, there was one year, I think it was back in 2014, where the game room was actually at the Hilton. So they they used the, the shuttle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they had to make room for all the uh, the DDR stuff and I think League of Legends or whatever. So League of the, Legends at Connecticut? Uh, yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, something like that. Although I've heard uh, my buddy was telling me that um, they may not have it this year. I mean, for what I understand. So you're right. They'll bring in Fortnite Battle Royale. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, League of Legends Battle Royale. Yeah, there we go. 
Jeez. It's gonna happen. But, um, you wait. Yeah. I mean, like I was I was told that I was gonna get like a badge for last year. I was told that, oh hey, if you come and help us in our booth, uh, we'll give you a badge for free. Mm. And little did I realize that there were other people that were there unloading for the particular person that had the booth. So I was asking a couple times, I'm like, so when am I going to get my badge? And then I find out after I'm done helping everybody that, oh, hey, uh, by the way, um, I only have a couple of badges, but I know you're not going to be getting one. But I can give I can pay you for your time, you know, for the hours that you spent you know, with all that you've done. Wow. So the, basically, um, the badge ended up being like over like 80 and change, like $81. And I ended up getting 25. How long were for you For my there? services. Um, about like maybe four or five hours. Wow. And Fuck. I basically got, yeah, I got ripped off. Yeah, that's that's short off. change, my friend. Screw that noise. What was the yeah, boost and, boycott? <laughs> I mean, it was it was fucking bullshit, and um, that kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. And then, like, there was, um, I mean, it, it had less to do with the actual staff, even though, like, you know, I even had a bad experience with uh, the guy in charge. Um, what was it Matt Daigle or whatever? The guy. So what happened? Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. Like what happened was I was asking, you know, because they have different guests, and I figure, oh, well, the person in charge will know, you know, will will know the guests, and will probably, you know, will help give you know information and try to help me along so I can get a connection, you know, and that's you know, that seems smart, right? Yep. So I, I write up a message, you know, being as polite and considerate as humanly possible. And I'm saying, Hey, look, you know, I've got this novel that I wrote and I need some help. And, and I know that you're the guy in charge. Is there any person, any guest or whatnot, previous guest, you know, that you can help point me to, or, you know, anything like that. And his response was, well, if you're going to need any advice, I would say pay full price to go to a con and sit at somebody's panel. What's that? That was literally that was that was literally what he said. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And I was like, if that's not a telling sign of the true workings of Kineticon, I don't know what is. That's. That basically was like, I, I would have rather gotten nothing. I would have rather gotten no response. If that was the kind of response, like, that's the way you're going to fucking treat me. Well, you know what? Wow. You you lost. And I've been, and I even told him in that message, I've been going to your con since 2004. Okay. I have been a big supporter of Kineticon for many years. And this is the kind of tone you're going to take with me. Yeah, the least you Fuck could do. You. Yeah, the least you could do is just say no. Sorry, I'm not sure how to help you. Like, yeah, it, you, like, you like, still would have seemed respectable at that point. Just like, all right, no worries, dude. I just figured I'd ask. And yeah, here exactly. you come in, you know, acting like a big shot. You know what? No, you 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 lost a, a really good. You lost a supporter doing that. Okay. I mean, of course, it's not going to matter to him because you know he yeah. money talks you know, for them. Yep. Yep. So, but that's why I, I'm I'm not going this year, and, and I'm never going again because of 
mean, it's just it, it with, with some of the boneheaded moves that they have made and some of the other stuff. I even went there and checked out a uh, a publisher vendor there, and the guy even told me to my face, "It's like I'm going to convince you not to go with this publisher." And da, 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 da. and it was just and. I never got a response from any of them. And I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. You know, they, these people just have no concept or respect or anything like that. And I mean, I'm trying, I, here I am like struggling and trying to make my mark in the world. And they, they just think it's a fucking joke because they already have it, you know? Right. And it's like, it really, it really says a lot about them, and they're all just a bunch of, you know. I love it. I love the passion. I mean, it's a bunga. It's it's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it, scummy. It, it really, yeah. especially from for someone who's trying to, to just make ends meet and try to like, get something going. Like, it it doesn't. It takes less time to just be nice. Or like yeah, you don't you don't gain anything. Well, okay, that's a lie. You do gain something from for being a jerk, and that's problems. You you get issues, and you know you spend more time dealing with somebody than you want. But you just be like, yeah, sorry, dude, I'm I'm not sure. You know, yeah, maybe that, maybe that's... maybe consult Google, or um, I might have a card here, somebody who might be able to help you. Yeah, here yeah, you, or it, no, it, I don't. Like, it's not hard. Yeah, seriously. I'm not the only person who's had issues with with him. I mean, I've heard from my buddy that uh, a lot, lot of people have had hit issues with him and, I, I and love, the ways that things. Yeah, I have a lot of uh, friends who go to Connecticut who give me horror stories. That's why I asked. It's just mm, they make me feel good inside. Yeah. From what I hear, they're they're not doing that great on attendance either. So who knows where they'll be in a few years? We'll find out. And you, know, yeah, you, you stick know, with I'm, us, and we'll 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 give you the poop. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll tell you we'll tell you where it's going more here, here's another horror story for a different con but it's a horror story of a different kind our good friend another anime con my 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 home my home con the con i work for <sighs> uh for reasons i i am not honestly sure if i can say yet uh because you know i was told by higher ups uh don't say things yet um the NDA, it, yeah there's there are reasons as to why this year 2018 AAC has run run into some problems, but uh, they all they all stem from a hotel, the Manchester location. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we can't have the con there anymore, and it it stinks. Um, but I guess we're not the only ones. So AAC has been homeless for a little while uh, at the time of talking Jeez. at at this time. So April 2018, AAC still doesn't have a home. And we're we're trying to find a home for it, and uh, our the con chairman doesn't want to go a year without having the con. So uh, she still wants to have AAC. It's just we we have to change the time and we have to change the price because of how completely sudden it is. And there are a lot of people who aren't happy with that. Um, and I get it because, you know, we're asking for just as much money as a door pass to Anime Boston, and that's outrageous. Yeah. But we have reason. You know, yeah. Anime Boston's just doing it because, you know, they're like, oh, it's Boston. Oh, it's 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 a high end. We're going to charge you money. We got to have money. 
but AAC is looking to find a new home, a new forever home, and uh, asking for a little more than usual because we're putting it into next year. And there are a lot of good things that you know we would like to have on the table, things we've been discussing and potential homes to bring the con to. It's, it's, it's tough. You know, sometimes you got to ask for a little help from your friends. You got you got to yeah. see who's willing to give back, pay it forward, maybe, or just like say thanks for all the good times that we've provided or, you know, just like I love AAC. I want to help or, you know, I, I love AAC. I'm going to go anyway. Or I don't know. Everyone's story is different, but you know, it didn't sit well on social media, which is upsetting. It was understandable and it was definitely foreseeable. Nobody wants to face it. AAC doesn't have as, as much going on for it, like in the con itself, as Anime Boston does. It, it's it's not as big. There's there's not as much to yeah. do. Uh, some of the guests aren't exactly high profile, but you know you've been there for as long as we have, and you see what it's got. You see the good yeah. and the bad, and you're just yeah, like, it, it, it's very yeah. it's very homely. I've it, I honestly enjoy going there at the end of every year you know yeah no it's 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 yeah it is a great way to end a convention year but uh it it does i I think that's the thing i like saying about it most is that it it does feel like home you know the people right we we try real hard to make it memorable and just be a lax place where you can just chill out and have a good time it's not too big it's not too small uh there's there's something to do we got some good vendors. The game rooms are always bustling. Uh, the hallways are always packed with energy. And we we like pulling from audience. We, we try to like, we like getting people in on just about everything. We don't want to make uh, like cosplay games something prestigious. We, we're always pulling. We want people, like the new generation especially. It's like we can't keep reusing the same guys. We, we got to have new people come in. You got to try this. We got to make it as much of a con, a much of a home for you as it, they did for us when it first started, you know? Well, but, you were going to tell me the horror story or like kind of reference a little of what kind of happened, although you have to be very careful. Well, it, it's just I think that- all, all I can say for certain is that we can't have the con at that hotel. There are reasons um, and people and stuff but I'm not sure if we're allowed to divulge the information. I just know that uh, we can't go there. And there are other conventions that are also not allowed to go there. So we're all just kind of like, gee, hmm, this is tough. But we still, I, I heard, we want people I heard, to come. We, we want I, to continue AAC because we feel like it would be a disservice to just not have the con at all. It's just like, oh, sorry, guys. I guess, uh, you know, AAC's canceled. Bye. We'll see you in 2018. We didn't want to do that. And we're just feeling like if we can keep it open, we have to go to a new hotel temporarily at a time that's not convenient for a lot of people. So asking for a little more for an entry, it's reasonable, but I can see why people would be upset. Yeah, I you know what I heard, though, somebody said that uh, the hotel was renovating. The hotel has been renovating for a long time. Mm. (laughs) And that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, uh, I see people I, I, I'm understanding if that's the excuse they want to use. It's not. I heard that it, from it's, someone. It's so. been re- it's been under renovations for a while. 
And okay. we saw this year that a lot of those renovations were complete and they look great. So don't let, you know, AAC being unable to continue in the Manchester Radisson be a reason to like make you not want to go to that hotel because it is nice. It is yeah. a very nice hotel. And the staff, like I get it. People have problems with with hotel staff at every con, but there's like 20 of them and 2,000 of you. Just be considerate. Like yeah. um, unless you catch them rummaging through your stuff when you told them you don't want room service, then then you can be pissed. But <laughs> when you're at a, you know, you're waiting in line to get to the desk or you know, God forbid you got room service. Why would you do that? Just go get a pizza. Don't get mad. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I usually order like uh, takeout. I usually call for it and then I wait downstairs for it. Yeah. You know, that's usually. How, yeah. But uh, it's I, it, it, like, yes, it's, the whole thing's unfortunate and. It sucks that it happened, but it it, it also kind of gives AAC a reason to uh, go and be better. There's there there's always steps you can take to turn a bad situation into a good one. Be creative, find a place, see how you can evolve your convention uh, just by a change of scenery. You can nowhere to go but up. That episode of Ed Ed and Eddie, there's nowhere to go but up, up 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 up. We're gonna start stacking cardboard boxes and making elevators, and we're just gonna go up. It's going to be great. And everybody's going to have a good time. So uh, I, I get it. Price tag intimidating, but check back on AAC social media stuff uh, like Twitter, Facebook. We, we have, there's good coming. I promise it's going to be, it's going to be good. Yeah. It's, it's really like, see, I work at Taco Bell and I deal with like scummy, low level, like people that go and say, how's it going boss? and motherfucking retards <laughs> like that oh dude let me tell you it is oh how's it going oh, boss it, yeah dude it's it makes me fucking ill inside it, it's so cringy Taco Bell like, makes me ill inside it doesn't sit in my stomach Blech. well it helps pay my rent but the thing is I like, can't um, argue with that yeah, no, it's but it's just the the people that I'm that the customers that I have and even the people I work with. I mean, I can't, you know, they're good people. The people I work with, at least, and and I do have some decent customers, but mm-hmm. like, I can't really relate to them the same way that I can relate to you or or, or Noby Noodle or any of my other friends that you know I go that I see like you know, every couple of months out of the year. Well, yeah. You know? I mean, that's the, the struggle for most in the communities that we're in. Like I work in a company filled with a bunch of older guys and we build walls and stuff. Like they, they like sports and smoking weed. Like I like sports too, but like you got me on the weed part and I know you guys don't play any video games because you know, you're all jaded and you have families and you don't get paid enough. Yep. So like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> but like, there aren't a lot of people out there who work with a bunch of like-minded people. Like, so it's, it's, it's common. It's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. And now all we need to do is just assimilate those who are foreign to our ways and the world will be a better place. It'd be great. That episode of Billy and Mandy with uh, the snake God, <laughs> uh, what was his name? Schnissiga. Schnissiga. Things, <laughs> things will be like they were back then, but times 10, you know what I'm saying? get him but Uh, I digress I think this was a fine chat totally 
it's a good time. It was a good re-entry, good re-entry episode. So hopefully you had just as much fun as I did. But I think I'm gonna yeah. call it. It's getting it's getting getting to be about that time. And uh, yeah. I gotta go check to see if uh Nobi's car blew up because uh yeah, you know, remember that part where yeah. he died? He he just kind of left. He's like, My car, and you know, he's like, Can I take yours? And I'm like, No. And then he grabbed my keys and he left. And I'm like, hmm. Well, this could be the beginning of the end. Only one way to find out. But before we go, I want you, Mr. Ray Vasquez, to pitch your, just just plug yourself. Do it. Plug your shit. Tell people where they can find you if they liked listening to your sultry tones today. I have a Facebook. Uh, my name is uh, Manta Ray on Facebook. Um, and then also my novel can be found on uh, Amazon. Uh, look up, uh, do a search, uh, Zeratopolis Amazon. It'll most likely be the first uh, link there. Mm -hmm. uh, if you wish to buy a copy of the novel, it's uh, $12 and it's uh, 264 pages nice. of uh, progressive and, and forward thinking and middle ground kind of badassery. You know, if you're looking into stuff that is original and fresh and not sucky and whatever <laughs> you know an action story that is refreshing and has engaging characters and is metal as all fuck then yes please please go forth and uh you know purchase that and you know even read the uh the sample pages because you might find something you like and i, I think that, that sounds creative i think that's you know that's really about it so and if you like this podcast you want some more? Awesome. Thanks. Hit us up, youtube.com forward slash brosona3 FES, also the home of the Brosona 3 Fun Entertainment stream, where we hop on Twitch and we play games badly because you should just be having fun with that sort of thing. You know what I'm saying? You just come on, hang out, have a good time. Uh, if you want some more of me, Big Al Dente, or you just want a quality shit post or two, you find me on Twitter. Twitter.com forward slash Brosona3FES. Good stuff. Thank you again, Mr. Vasquez, for joining us. Uh, I will also say thank you for uh, Nobi Noodle, recently deceased. Uh, rip. Uh, press F to pay respects. Uh, X to doubt. And yeah, hopefully we'll be hearing from you in the future because I like you. Uh, thank you. I like you too. Oh, warm fuzzies. <laughs> <laughs>